myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to the Trill Withers Show with Trill Withers. I am Trill Withers. Happy Wednesday. Um, I regret to inform you nothing happened yesterday. So we probably, this will probably be a short one. Um, but before you get out of here, can you give us a thumbs up and subscribe? You can chat with us if you subscribe. A thumbs up would really help us out. Scoob, come on in here. Uh, we've got some big news. We are also joining the class action lawsuit against the NFL. Um, yeah. Uh -oh. I'm no longer muted. Uh, hey. I just sent in the paperwork. It's on the way. Um, it's in the envelope. Uh, we got the best lawyer team in the country working on this. Yes, we have our legal beagle. That's why Jam's not here yep. today, really. Um, yep. he's, he, he's attacking the, 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 the paperwork. Yep. Uh, as we like to say in the legal world. Jim has several envelopes. Don't, mm -hmm. don't you worry. Several, and they are thick. They are about this thick. He's got 10 of them, minimum. Yes, yes. So we're in there too. Um, Goodell said he would be joining us today. We'll see uh, how yeah, that shakes out. Yeah, Goodell said he should be here. Um, <laughs> he said he's ready to face the music. That's what he the text said to me. So Yeah, so we... We've got a couple of people on standby in case Goodell can't make it. Either way, we're going to have our first guest today. Mm -hmm. Please stick around with a bit of a tease, if you will. Uh, but first thing, I, I, I feel like there's nothing else to discuss right now. Yeah, uh, no, I feel like it was it was a pretty slow pretty news day. Like... Like watching basketball, I got in bed early. I'm yeah. Like, oh, what, what, I went to bed at three oh one yesterday. As uh, soon as we logged out of here, I hit the hey. What uh, what did I miss? Is any? I mean, um, I think there's there's something with some text messages. Someone someone was sending text messages, I believe. Okay. Um. Do we know, do we know who? Oh, it looks like it's a someone named Bill BB. Do we know? Do we know any BBs? Any prominent BBs? Bill, Bill Bellamy. I haven't talked to Bill Bellamy in. Ooh, haven't heard I haven't that name to Bill in a Bellamy while. In like seven years, man. I mean, it could be. It could be. Uh, I mean, who's a uh, Bill Burnham, the comedian? Yeah. It could have been Bill Burnham, the comedian. Yeah. Um, well, it could, Bo Burnham oh, or Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr. I got the. I was putting the names yeah, together. Yeah, too, ooh, I, I mean, ooh. it could have been either one. It could have been. Um, ooh. I was gonna say it could have been a big black of a uh, Robin Big fame. Uh, yes. He passed away several years. Yes. Ago. Um, yes. Braxton Berrios. Uh, I think Bob Barker. I think it was Bob Barker. Bob Barker was like, "Hey, it's me, Bob Barker. Congratulations." I'm oh, getting the Dolphins job. It was Barry Bonds. Barker. It was Barry. It was oh, okay. Well, actually, actually, chat. It was. It was none other than a Bill Belichick. What? Uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, he made a mistake. He made a mistake. What do you? What are you? What are you talking about? You got you. you I, I feel like you're just yanking the chain, man. So Bill Belichick had a. He had a little senior moment. And he he congratulated Brian Flores for a job he did not get. Okay, I can see how that would be. And he said, "I he, can see how that would be problematic." 
Yes, and he, well, he, he congratulated Brian DeBall, um, before, before Brian Flores even interviewed, he congratulated him on the job. So, I mean, they, they, I mean, should we just, yeah, I'll just say, can can, can you read through these? Yeah. Well, do you want to be one side and I'll be the other side? Yeah. Let me, uh, I gotta get get zoomed in here so I can make sure I can, uh, yeah read it um oh yeah i'll share it in the discord for you yeah yeah if you can't i want to get my lines yeah yeah okay it's still a little small but yeah let's see let's see gotta get the gotta get the 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 monocle on yeah i really do need a monocle would be so sick dude wait is this really okay here we go wait how do you pronounce wait it's not wait they're saying I'm I'm butchering I'm murdering every person's name. Who, wait, whose name? It's Brian DeBall, not Brian DeBall. Uh, Dayball. Dayball. Oh well. Yeah. Hey. I mean, the chat's a little sad. But it's Dayball. Hey, I, uh, I'm not gonna learn a guy's name when he's not the head coach. What am I? What, yeah. What? Uh, what am I? A fan of an offensive coordinator? It wouldn't mm-hmm. look like. Uh, I wouldn't be caught dead. I've got to find. Okay. 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 I'm ready. All you right. gonna be you gonna which uh, you gonna be Belichick or you gonna be Flores? Um, I I suppose I'll be I'll be Belichick. I'll be the bringer okay. of bad news. Okay, you be Belichick. All right. Um. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> all right. Um. What 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 sound alert would Brian Flores have? <laughs> now I feel like it's some old. Uh, all I do is win, win, win. No man. All right. Here's the text. All right. Uh, sound sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Is that what he sounds like? Bill Belich. Did you hear something that I didn't hear? Giants. All I do is win. <laughs> I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it All works out if win. you want it. <laughs> That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Boy, this is swell. Me, Brian Flores, the new coach of the New York Giants. My interview is in two days, but surely my reputation. All I do is win. Sorry. Wait. I wait, fucked wait, wait, this wait, 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 up. Wait, wait. Coach, coach, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, coach. Hold on, coach. Hold on, coach. Coach, are you talking to Brian, Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? I'm just making sure. <clears throat> Sorry, I fucked this up. I double checked and I misread the text. I think they are naming Dayball. I'm sorry about that, BB. Motherfucker. Thanks, Bill. All I and do sing. is win, win, win. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it went. Um, I, I mean, you can wow, just. What a... But thanks, Bill. You can hear the heart just like, d- just die. And also in that moment, that's when I'm like, all right, my lawyer is the next person I'm texting. Yeah. Now this is I, I. I know there was like a two hour difference, but I just I, don't, I need to know the exact moment when Brian Flores was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I Bill think- Belichick never talks to me. Like, <laughs> well, he's never said a nice thing to me in my life. Yeah, like I mean, it it had to be. I mean, right right after when he mentions Buffalo, you know, 
Like, yeah, he, he sent the first text back, and then he thought about it a little bit. And was like, why did he mention Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo. Like, <laughs> I never been no damn Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, hold on, hold, Bill, Bill, please don't tell me what you're about to tell me. <laughs> they had a whole conversation. Like it wasn't even like he just sent like a media sense like, oh shit, I sent the wrong Brian. They had a whole conversation. Belichick's like, what do you mean, dumb dumb? The Bills job. What do you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. He was like, what do you mean, the Giants? What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, I love that. This is the only one he signed off, which leads me to think he didn't send the rest of them. Oh right. Oh yeah. That's you know what I'm weird. Or maybe, no BB on the, yeah. Yeah, maybe he just realized the seriousness of the situation and he got the super brevity. serious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Dre makes a good point. It's been said by a lot of people. Do we think Billy Belichick did this on purpose? Uh I would uh I honestly think so. Like I honestly do. Because he... not only not only does it it, it, the, the the dolphins might be forced to sell the team and all that. I mean, yeah, this this might get bad. <laughs> this might get really bad for a lot of people very fast. So like, I mean that that would be some grand grand wizard level chess. But I don't know, man. Like that's crazy. Yeah, the chat's filling in. There's for sure. Everybody's saying, uh, I mean, Billy got it. Dude, he this, did it on purpose. I mean, was Robert Kraft in the fraternity? Do we remember? Ooh, the, DKE, I don't remember. This he is, may have been. This is some very... This is like a conspiracy level thought it's some, it's here. Some, it's some DKE behavior for certain. For certain. Like, this is a web of a web of deceit exposed. Yeah, Bill did... Well, here's the thing. Here, here's what I wonder. If he did it on purpose, I'm hearing one... People, I've heard one side, it's like he hates the Giants, they beat him twice. On the other side, I'm here. It's like he knows everybody in that. Like they keep hiring Patriots people. Like for a while, they hired like Joe Judge and yeah. like you know what I'm saying. They bring in Patriots people, so he's good with them. I've heard the he's getting back at Flores. You know, just another you know coaching foe now. And I've also heard, hey, he's helping him out, right? Like this is the smoking gun for yeah. like an investigation. This is this is he's like this would look pretty good in text. And Belichick's like. I'll send. I'll play so dumb, dude. Yeah, I. It, it's like at one level, I do see like fucking over a lot of specific rivals, like a division rival and a Super Bowl rival that you got a little bad blood with. Sure, but also it could have just Bill Belichick's like what seventy two years old. He's not a young man. Like, um, it's like someone they said in the chat earlier that he probably had their names in his phone as assistant brian you know it's, yeah it's definitely just says coach brian yeah. i feel like it's definitely coach brian um i also i didn't know brian dayball and bill belichick were that close you know what i mean like i didn't know they were on uh like flores worked for him for some years right like yeah. i think like 10 years actually um yeah and i don't think dayball worked for him at all so yeah that's i mean i i don't that, know yeah. it feels weird yeah people are saying like yeah like he's I mean, he hates the Giants' loss to him, but I don't even, like, that, I feel like he probably, like, Coughlin and Eli, like, those are the people he probably is not buddy-buddy with. Yeah. Those 10 years, like, those people aren't even in the league anymore. He's probably, I feel like he's probably good with them. Um, Rosebud says he thinks Bill just loves chaos and hates the NFL and Goodell. <laughs> I am Bill. It's me. I'm Bill. I was Bill all along. I just think it's, like, I just think he had made an accident and, uh, I mean, geez, I mean, he's old. 
Keep the phone away from the old man, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So day, people saying Dayball was a pay. Okay. So, oh, okay. So both were both were. I'm okay. So I'm oh, almost he, certain. Oh, he, he was, was a tight end coach. Okay. I'm almost okay. certain he just had like Coach Brian Pats. Okay. And they just texted Coach Brian Pats, and it was Flores and not Dayball. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that has to yeah, be what so it they, is. Interesting. I think that kind of. I mean, Flores and Dayball, can we pull up their story? Like, they, they had to overlap some in New England. No? Um, they were both there 10 years. Yeah, let's look. Um, yeah, they're saying Dayball was a defensive assistant. I know he was at Alabama for, I don't know, a couple years. And, yeah, Anthony's saying Billy Boy made an accident. Like, I, he's just, I, he's I just old. I think that's he way more likely. Old. That's way more likely. It might, yeah, you can't attribute, like, Malice to stupidity. Yeah, yeah. I can, but like it's just a senior moment. Let's see. Okay, so he was with scouting assist. This is Flores. Okay, yeah, this is Flores. Then pro scout oh six oh seven. Scroll up a little bit. When did he get into the coaching? Uh, go up, up. Oh, up. Let's see. There we go. There we go. Okay, so then so he went from scouting assistant to pro scout, pro scout to special teams assistant. For a couple years, assistant offensive special teams coach, defensive assistant, safeties coach for a couple years. So he, they were really the only organization he was ever with. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, part of me feels like, so, is there, is there, how does Bill fuck that up? A guy that worked so long you, for him, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know, but you know, you know, if they were, Bill's like, hey man, I just thought he was coach, coach guy. He was just coach offense and had coach defense. Yeah, true, true. X's and O's. Not the Jims and the Joes, but he was literally there since 2004. Um, oh, okay. So Slattery Donahoe, that's a good idea. Uh, he forgot about Dayball entirely, saw a text that said the Giants are hiring Brian and thought Flores first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that at all. Oh, man. I don't buy that at all. He said he heard from Buff. Why would he hear from uh, Buffalo about Brian Flores? Yeah, that's true. He mentioned Buffalo specifically. Yeah, I don't buy. Uh, give me a uh, Brian Dayball. I want to see where. So Flores has been in the mix with them since '04. Mm-hmm. He okay. So 2013 to 16. That's where their paths crossed. No, also beforehand, 2002 oh, to 06. Oh, okay. So okay, so some old. Uh, so okay, they got there really around the same time. Yeah, they were and both Dayball there. Left and came back. Yeah, so yep. they. Interesting. Oh wait, no, hold on. Yeah, oh, give oh, me wait. Dayball. Um, wait, hold on. Flores showed up. Oh no, as no, he was an executive at the Patriots, so they were there the same time. They were. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. One was, and then he went from scouting yeah, to coaching. Yeah, that and Dayball yep. was already coaching. Yep. Got you. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yeah, LD Bill's way too smart and, and meticulous to mess up like that. Counterpoint, he's also like 74. Yeah, like he's smart. Also, <laughs> double counterpoint. Kind of stumped these last couple of years. Yeah, and I mean, he's smart and meticulous when it comes to football, not like right, using like an played, iPhone. Yeah, he's a football <laughs> genius, right? Like, 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 Tom Brady's a football genius. Do you think Tom Brady, like, they're probably like basic tasks. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady couldn't, couldn't put together like a, a hundred piece puzzle. He's like, this is not football. Yeah, like try to ha- hand Bill Belichick one of the tablets on the sideline. Let's see how well he navigates. Yeah, it. Tip, like, like Bill, I need you to uh, change your tablet from a uh, light mode to dark mode. <laughs> and he's like, 
Get this out of here. Only if you uh, make the text two sizes larger for me first. Then yes, I'll do I need. Ex- <laughs> I need the woman's voice reading off everything I'm saying on the screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andrew's it with the bill doing the old whoops. Did I? Uh, yeah, did I accidentally? Uh, did I accidentally blow up a whole thing? Oopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Um, okay, so that's is that's the Giants portion of this. If you go to the ESPN link, he's suing the NFL and three teams. Yes. So that's the Giants portion. The Dolphins portion is the juiciest. Yes. So let's Where, see. Yeah. Um, right here. Boom. Here we go. Okay, Flores alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was, quote-unquote, mad, and that the on-field success was, quote-unquote, compromising the team's draft position. Additionally, Flores alleges that uh, Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which the coach refused so not to violate the NFL's tampering rules, Ross then allegedly invited Flores out onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Wow. Yeah, give me a scroll a little. Happened to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, what, uh, what are the odds? Uh, Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht. Flores alleges he was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with, end quote. Where do we want to start there? Good Lord. I mean, uh, I suppose we should start with the, the tanking part because okay. I saw P- Hugh Jackson was on Twitter saying that the... Oh, oh, oh we'll, we'll get yeah, the Huey boy. Yeah, we'll get there, but... Yeah, so, we'll get the Huey boy. Um, I, I mean, I would say this is the most important because Ross, the owner, he's got heavy investments into sports books too. So, like... Oh, does he? Yeah, he's, like, I'm pretty sure he's invested. I don't know which one specifically. We can look that up. Oh. Let's look that up. Yeah, let's see where Steven... We find out he's in the uh, fraternity, too. Or the uh, the uh, DKE. That's interesting. Here it is. 2019. Uh-oh. He invests. He invests in sports be- betting startup. Hmm. Look at that. Guy. Look at that face. Um. He also last year the Dolphins. Um. The Dolphins tweeted urging Floridians to vote no on a ballot initiative. That would have made it harder to legalize sports betting nationwide. Okay, so wow. Wait, so he's against it? No, 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 no. He no, no, no. Oh, he invents. Okay, he. Yeah, invent- I got you. I yeah, got, he I, he I, wanted I to make it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay, so yeah, people are saying in the chat it's Tom Brady. I feel like it's all but confirmed it was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yes. Like the quarterback was Deshaun. Because again, if you think 2019, that was three years. That was going into Brady's last year with the Pats. So it's like I guess there was a little tension there, but I don't I don't remember ever hearing Brady to Miami. No, maybe maybe it was I just don't remember. It. Um, they said it took place in 2019, so it couldn't have been Watson. What I mean, what what you mean, hard Like he was not alive in 2019. What do you mean? <laughs> um, either way, 
I'll say I think it's interesting. I I was under the assumption it was Watson, which I thought was interesting because the whole time I thought it was a Flores was a Watson guy. Yeah, true. So true. I thought they split, and again, maybe they split once they saw they weren't going to get it. They were like, uh, "Yeah, he we wanted to all along. Mm-hmm. We loved you, buddy." Um, yeah, man, it's a, there are tweets saying it's. Bra- oh, I mean, listen, man, there are tweets saying I like you know what I mean, but saying Les Washington was playing the text. I mean, I have to imagine. Deshaun Watson, I don't know, wanted to get out of the Texans before he got like right. Like there's, he has a yeah. no trade clause. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has a no trade clause. Yeah, no. Right, he negotiated that into his contract. For that, just feels like a very bizarre thing for a franchise court, like the guys that never get traded. So like if Josh Allen just negotiate, like hey, just in case. Um, Let's see, 2019 Watson. We don't know that, right? Like, it feels like this came out of nowhere for 2020. So I I don't, it's either, it was Brady or Watson, either like a a prominent quarterback. Either way, Um, is Tom Brady the kind of guy to show up to the yacht for an impromptu meeting knowing it's against the rules? I don't, I feel like no. Tom Brady plays by the book. Yeah. I think we've all, we all know that Tom Brady. uh, Like, he's already got enough shit. He's not going to tarnish his legacy like that, I don't think. Yeah. And to be honest, like, who the quarterback is kind of doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the point of it is but I, okay. they were they're, they're saying They're saying all the reporters are saying it was Tom Brady, so I guess. Okay, I mean, listen, I'm fine with that, too. But either, like, the I think, and I think Flora's point is, I mean, if y'all going to do this, one, y'all going to do it. But if it gets, like, if it if people find out that me and Tom Brady are on this boat, who's going to get the blame between the owner, Tom Brady, and me? Right, right. Me, right. I'm clearly Tom Brady's not gonna. Yeah, they're gonna cut him. They're gonna take the Dolphins from Ross. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On Flores' side, uh, Flores' side, I see why. If he's like, "Hey, man, I can't," you know, I can't be in the room with the work, right? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. True, true. Why, y'all handle that stuff. Yep. Um. So that's why the hundred thousand per loss mm-hmm. is interesting because one. They hired him in 2019. How did they not have this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Two, yeah, like I, I, that. That didn't track to me. Two, a hundred thousand to lose. It, it's. I mean, one, it's wild. But like a NFL owner actively paying his coach to lose games. I, I don't want to overreact, but is that like? Can he keep? If they prove that, can he keep this team? Like if they prove that, I don't know if they can keep this team. Yeah, um, I don't. I, 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 I mean, I don't think you can because that's just that's that's league breaking. You're like you're you're not betting with the books, but you are. I mean, even stronger. You're directly influencing. But also the thing, like of course Flores knows it, but again, one black head coach right now. If he he might get that money in the short term, but he gets fired when they stink and never gets another opportunity. So it's it's similar, and again, it's where Hugh Jackson comes in, because uh, Hugh J- oh boy, Hugh Jackson was tweeting today. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the the one thing I can't get over is that the guy has invested into like Action Network. He's literally invested into like the books and stuff. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I mean, he, oh, come on, here's the thing: he's a businessman. He clearly knows the divide between my Dolphins are over here. And my books are over here. And and never the two shall meet. 
If you look at this, the Kraft Group, which owns the Patriots, was an early investor in DraftKings. Oh, I didn't know that. So I mean, it's. I like, didn't know that. This, yeah. This feels like it's something deeper than just a head coach, in a way. You know. You know, to be honest, this is to me. I mean, on a much different scale, but it's like busting people for weed, busting people for weed, busting people for weed, and now it's legal and you can sell it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And now on the yeah, give me that screen again if you can. The one we're just on. Um, this one with the craft group stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it's like now these sports uh, owners and these teams like direct interest. Like, how is it not a direct interest? You know what I mean? Um, but that's the case. I want underdog to buy the Knicks. <laughs> Rudman. Uh, <laughs> I want say in the roster. Yeah. Like, how is there? Yeah, I'm looking. I feel like the chat's pretty much in agreement. It's like he has to. Yeah, the thing he'll have to sell it for a uh, smooth nine billion dollars. That'll that'll really get him. That'll really uh, look at look settle at, his hash. Look at who led. Look at who led the the financing for Tita Capital. The former owners of the UFC. Hmm. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Uh, uh, and yeah, yeah, Connor says, why are black coaches always the fall guy? That's the game, man. We ain't heard of none of these, none of these white coaches being paid to lose that we know, like that we know of. Uh, and if that comes out, boy, the NFL might be done. Um, but yeah, Cully gets it for one year. Hugh, ja- I mean, Hugh Jackson caught a lot of shit. But again, if he was literally being like paid or influenced to like mm-hmm. lose, right? Like by yeah. the owner, this happening two places, like it's not a, Stephen Ross wasn't a bad apple, right? This, yeah, no. How do we know how often this? You know what I'm saying? Do we know if Dan Campbell's getting a little something right now, or um, yeah, could be Urban Meyer? Um, I mean, who knows with Urban Meyer? Could yeah, that's been not Urban Meyer. That's not insider trading, dude. Like, it, it, I own the I own the Broncos. I know for a fact we're getting Rodgers. Hammer Broncos to win the dip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like. The way I see it is, like, if you're the Dolphins, you're paying the coach to lose. Mm. Every loss that you accumulate, people will start to bet on your side more because they say, well, they're not going to go 0-16. This is the week they win. So every Mm. week, the money goes on you more and more, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... And you... Yeah. it's, It's insidious stuff, man. Like, there's multiple ways to look at how it could be used to be shysty for gambling purposes, you know? Now I want... Anthony brings up a good point. So, uh, Adam Gates was for sure being paid to lose. Now, Adam Gates for sure stunk. Mm-hmm. But do we think that, like, Stephen Ross just started this with Flores? Like, who's to say he was... Like, you know what I mean? Who's... The, yeah, we want... Because that draft, it was the... Going into it, it was still the tanking for Tua. Yes, yeah. It was still tanking for Tua, so... I see uh, it was people saying, like, well, if they tanked, they would have got Burrow. And it's like, I, the coach after Brian Flores would have got Burrow. <laughs> yeah, Flores like, knew his time was up already at that point. Exactly. The coach after him would have got uh, to cook with, with Joe Burrow. So Clayton says Steve Ross won at Harbaugh. He said he wasn't going to have him leave UM. Now he's going to the Vikings. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. But that's very – is that confirmed? I saw it was it was all but – yeah, uh, I saw it was all but confirmed, and then the Vikings tweeted that they did a it's an interview with a black coach, like right after the stories came out that Harbaugh was pretty much confirmed. So right, 
So yeah, but, I mean it's Sick. it's cool. It's nasty, man. Uh, which leads to the Broncos part. Do we got the Broncos part? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Broncos. Isn't that because this is it's it's just it's really nasty all around. Um. Man. Oh, also we forgot to talk about one thing with the Giants part. Okay. It's that they were texting him for two days after Bill texted him that, acting like they hadn't already hired a Dayball. They, yeah, because he still had his interview set up yeah, two days later. Like, they literally texted him asking, like, what what would you think about being the head coach and Dayball's your offensive coordinator? Like, you see him, like, clearly, clearly playing. Yeah, right? like, like, yeah. If you give the other guy the job, you give the other guy the job. But don't... Don't play in my fucking face, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're growing here. Yep. And the thing was, yes, I was, <laughs> I was going back and forth with a guy yesterday, but it was multiple people like him. So uh-huh. I don't want to say that. Like, I would love to just be like, it was just one guy. But he was saying, he was like, so what's the, pro-? he was like, the owner wanted, the owner for the Giants uh, wanted Flores, but he didn't get, I was like, what are you talking about? The owner, listen to yourself. The owner, the owner wanted him it was like well he said he was going to give it to the gm and let the gm make the decision i was like okay so one who hired the gm probably him two what gm are you getting you get the gm that comes from buffalo <laughs> who's he gonna hire yeah and so the right. guy's like i mean what's the pro-? he had a favorite what's the pro-? i was like bro that's the whole like yeah like the job was given away like sewed up Sewed up yep. before he even had a chance. Yep. And his interview was a sham. Yep. And he knew it. And I've seen it be at, well, why would you still go? It's one of those things you just don't, as, as, as a black coach, he just doesn't have the luxury to be like, well, I'm just not going. Because then it comes out, oh, Brian Flores blew off his interview. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So it would never, ever be, uh, like, same with the Broncos. Yeah, do we have the Broncos part? Yep, um, yep. I got that pulled up. Yeah, yeah, here we go. So Flores alleges uh, that a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos for their head coaching job 2019. Flores said that a then Denver general manager, John Elway, among others, arrived to the interview an hour late and hung over, alleging they had been, quote, drinking heavily the night before. Now, I heard somewhere, again, I don't know how true this is. This is allegations, but apparently they were drunk celebrating with Vic Fangio, who they eventually hired. Instead yeah. of, so I don't know how true that, but either way, like, but again, if if Flores showed up to the, his interview an hour late, if he showed up drunk or smelling like look, we would have found out by noon. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? He never would have. He he would have had to been uh, quality control. They would have bust his ass back down to the miners. Oh, he they, he wouldn't even have a job. They would have just texted every other owner and been like, "You never believe what Flores did today." Yeah, like give me a break. Um, so the Giants are at fault, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the NFL as a whole. So I will ask you, and I'll ask the chat: What do we? I guess what do we think? Like, does Flores still want to coach? Because I feel like he's still like actively interviewing. Well, like he wants to, but. This is, I feel like this is going to make it a lot tougher, I should say. I read that he told the Saints and the Texans that he was filing this lawsuit before he applied for the jobs or whatever. So, 
so they knew this was coming, and they've still been interviewing him, it appears. So, so they knew to just throw his, uh, his application in the garbage. Yeah, probably. It was like they went through with it. I was like, yeah, we, we know how serious these NFL interviews are. Um, so I, 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 I guess I don't know. Because the way he was talking, it's like he wants to coach. He said he's like, yeah. I, like I have like a gift to coach, but he was like, this is bigger than me. Yeah. And so it's like I don't. I've got that pulled up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. It says God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. Flora said in a release put out by the law firm representing him uh, in the case and making the decision to file the class action complaint today. I understand I may be risking coaching the game that I love and has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others would join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come, end quote. And I saw he was on, I don't know, some TV show, and he was like, we have to change the hearts and the minds of the people making the decisions. And it's like, that's just not how this works, my man. Yeah, like that's, I mean. That's just not that. uh, Yeah, it it is that. it, it, It it could all be so simple, right? Yeah, we right. just got to make the racist guys to be un. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Um, yeah, like yeah, we just got to make the guys that have been racist for what they're like all 84, 84 yeah. years. You know make them saying? not racist now. It's <laughs> it's easier said than done. As much as much. it's it's a it's a valiant thing to want, but it's much maligned. Um, I mean, I mean, I I mean, power to them. I'll support them every step of the way. I'll send sure. I'll send my lawyers if he needs them. I mean. I th- it's I think it goes what we talked about some yesterday, right? So it's like when the people get out of either like the open the openly racist organizations, they go elsewhere, and it's like that's how you see this stuff trickle into everywhere. Yep. And of course, it trickled into sports, right? Like of uh, course, absolutely. It, you have people. Yeah, you have people thinking like this. Do you have the uh, the Al Campanis clip? I think I said um, that. Yeah. Um, I thought about it. it's like an it old the, ABC this news. One, it's like right? A, yeah, this I was like I was like I think this is like a thirty-year-old interview. I think we can. I mean, there, there are show a lot of black safely. Yeah. Are a lot of but this is oh, black pause black real baseball. quick. Yeah. For reference, um, this is I think nineteen eighty-seven. This is Ted Koppel talking to that man right there. His name is Al Campanis. He was the general manager for the Dodgers in the nineteen eighties. And again, remember, like the Dodgers were winning World Series in the eighties, right? So this wasn't no you know, a two bit gig. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay. Yeah. Let it play. He's on ABC news. I mean, there, there are a lot of black (laughs) players or a lot of great (laughs) black baseball men who would dearly love to be in managerial positions. And I guess what I'm really asking you is to, you know, peel it away a little bit. Just tell me, why do you think it is? Is there still that much prejudice in baseball today? No, I don't believe it's prejudice. I, I, I truly believe that, they may not have some of the uh, necessities to uh, be, uh, let's say, a field manager or p- perhaps a, a general manager. You really believe that? Well, I don't say that they're all of them, but they certainly are short. How many quarterbacks do you have? How many pitchers do you have that are black? It, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, I got to tell you. That- before Ted Koppel gets his ass. One, this is how you feed into that. Because if you're saying how many black quarterbacks and pitchers are there, who's making those decisions? Yeah. Al Campanis and people that think like him. So you see what I'm saying? Like, why? Well, what, the best man should get the job. Should. But they're not because people like that think like that. And that's how this perpetuates. Now Ted gets them together. 
And and to top it all off, the man looks like some kind of alien being. He the man yeah, looks he, like total shit. Yeah, he got a lot of nerve talking about somebody being uh lesser than. Like the man looks like, like he's about to melt into the floor. A reptilian. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep playing it. That sounds like the same kind of garbage we were hearing forty years ago about players when they when they were saying, ah, not 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 really, not well, really cut out. You remember the days, you know, they hit a black football player in the knees, and you know, no, that really sounds like garbage. If you if you forget that, yeah. so. it's not it's not garbage, Mr. Koppel, because uh, I played on a on a college team, and the center fielder was black, and then the backfield at NYU with the fullback who was black. Never knew the difference of whether he was black or white. We were teammates, so it just might be that they they why are, are black men or black people not good swimmers because they don't have the buoyancy. What? What? That was. He said that on the news. Yeah. That is on the like primetime news, man. Um, and that's the owner of the Dodgers, uh, the general manager, the general, general manager. manager of so, the again, Dodgers. the one making the, the one making the active decisions. He's like, Listen, man, I went to school with a couple black kids, they don't float. How could they be managers? They don't float. Um, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like this was like so, and, again, and like this is. No, but, this is one of the guys that when he retires, they do a long thing about how like he was such a great manager, yada yada, and they just yeah. like don't um, mention this at all. Yeah, they because everybody, isn't like everybody in the industry and all that are friends and all that, and you got to think a guy that thinks like that, who hires him? How does he get a job like that by like-minded people? You know what I'm saying? And again, we've yeah. seen this nepotism, so they either friends or brothers and went to school together these are these are like-minded individuals and that uh, we see a lot of these owners own multiple like they'll own the dodgers and the lakers and, the, and whoever mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and that's how this stuff is i, I don't even want to say infiltrates everywhere it was always there i don't know you... I, I i think infiltrates is the right word okay but... i was gonna say because it, it, it it's uh, it's just wild, and Roger over there is like, I'm not saying a word. Yeah, Roger is like, man, you guys c- cut my camera, just put him next to someone else. He's like, not me, not me, not me. Yeah, Roger said no, no. <laughs> He's like, cut to the studio or something else. <laughs> but like, I, I think, I, I think infiltrates is the right word because like, I'm sure there's racist owners. Like maybe today, but certainly in the past, For that sure. that have viewed it as a way to like literally own people in a way. Like, oh, listen, Donald Sterling. Yeah, 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 exactly. Donald Sterling would literally like walk in, like bring people in the locker room, like as the players like shower, getting ready. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, like like look at the like beautiful black bodies that I own. Like look at the like it was it, it's it's how they get their rocks off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you yeah. have an ingrained sense like that and again donald sterling was a known like racist slumlord yeah. for 30 years yeah nobody cared until he got caught on the phone so mm-hmm. when it's like how could this stuff happen because these guys been in and around and own the team for for literally ever and when they get out one they cash out right with yep. three four times their value yep and who comes in oh the the unracist 
mm-hmm. billionaire white guy. Okay, the yeah. good one. Yeah, this guy's um, he's good for now. I mean, thirty years from now, who knows what'll come out? You know? Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> how, uh, how? How could you uh, even put that on him? But yeah, no. A white and he ended up. I don't know if it was resigning or getting fired, but. I used to play with a black guy and he couldn't swim. It was a wild way to lose your job. Yeah. Any job. Like any job. Nonetheless, nonetheless, a GM of the damn Dodgers. I think like the year either that they or like before they won a championship. Like he could have been set for forever, dude. Like Right. Like, I mean, I don't I, I just like I don't even like to think about that when someone does something gets fired. I'm like, I just don't even it's like the <laughs> same with Mason Greenwood. Like people are like, "Oh, what a waste of football talent!" And I was like, "Man, yeah. I don't give a fuck." Like, no, I, yeah, pull. I want to talk about that too. Pull up um, that because that was just I saw it. Yeah. As like I, I feel like I follow a lot of uh, I guess soccer hooligans, mm-hmm. the goons. Yeah. So I see them like talking about stuff on like Saturday, and I just kept seeing like, oh, Mason Greenwood, like he's done, he's done, mm-hmm. he's done, and I'm like, who is Mason Greenwood? So I searched his name and I watched the video that the woman posted. And I wish I didn't watch the video that the woman posted. Yeah, it was um, rough. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'll be honest, I don't know how trigger warnings work, but I feel like I have to say trigger warning. Um, yeah, yeah. But Mason Greenwood is a soccer player. He's he's 20 years old. I was like, Jesus Christ, 20 yeah. years old is, is and I said not like any kind of excuse. That's just so young. And this is all terrible. Um, mm mm-hmm. As Manchester United footballer Mason Green was been arrested on suspicion of rape and assault following allegations on social media. Police said they were made aware of social media images and videos posted by a woman reporting incidents of physical violence. And there were pictures of she had bruises on her body. There was a very disturbing audio. Yeah. Um, of I mean, you were listening to what sounded what appeared to be a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Um, so yeah, like jail, listen, he going below the hell tier. There's not a tier. Um, his charges got updated to include a threat to kill. Jesus Christ. So the thing, are you a soccer guy? Are you like into? Yeah, I'm pretty into soccer. Okay. The thing I want, like he's 20. I know like somebody being 20 and playing is not as rare over there. But is there like an NBA? Is he like what player is he like comparable? Is like an All Star or like a? I'd say he would like make the Rising Stars challenge or the Rising okay. Stars game. You know, but so like, like yeah. not quite All Star, but like yeah, okay. But like the thi- the thing about this that really pissed me off is like everyone was applauding his teammates for unfollowing him on Instagram, and it's like that's that's not like. Big of them. That's not uh, big of them. Like that's the bare minimum. Like, right. and it's like it's not <laughs> the like bars in hell, man. Yeah, and there's there's almost zero chance, in my opinion, that they wouldn't know something like this was already going on. You know, like this this feels like the kind or of thing, heard some. You know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah. you've heard rumors like oh, or like you go out with Mason during a party and he gets a little too gets a little wild. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not it's just not brave to unfollow someone. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, they really should this will I think this is what's gonna change his actions. Like before he was perfectly fine um allegedly assaulting people, but no, after the unfollow, I think it'll shape up. Um but the thing I, another thing I wonder, I know who does Ronaldo play for? Man United. That okay, that's what I thought. So what's the cause I know he has 
or had has had i think they settled i technically I, um similar I, allegations yeah i'm i don't believe ronaldo i don't think he's allowed like he i don't think he comes to the u.s anymore like i feel like really okay yeah like i've He's, I mean, he's done crimes here and settled allegedly, you know, so. I was going to say, I know the one, uh, I guess the only one I know was a, a woman alleging sexual assault against mm-hmm. him. And I think I remember seeing that that settled, but I didn't know he doesn't come to America. But what did, so what did Manchester United do to him? He didn't play for them at that time, did he? No, no. And that, I mean, soccer is just like, oh yeah, he yeah. had a warrant in the U.S. That's what it was. He had a warrant. Because okay, yeah. it was in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's not allowed in Vegas. There's a warrant there, I'm pretty sure. So. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I I feel like soccer, soccer just ignores this. Soccer doesn't really care. I feel like they all, like, I don't. I, it, I don't want to say like I don't know if one's really above the other, but it's like I also know that Ronaldo is like one of the best ever, right? Yeah, yeah. He's so like, again, if this kid was not only if he wasn't just rising star, if he was one of the best ever, does yeah. this happen the same way? Like you know what I mean? Does this happen the same way? I don't know. Yeah, even though it should, regardless, right? But yeah, and I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know if um like. It's because he had a history of like breaking rules. Like they, they they mentioned here, he breached the coronavirus protocols, and I believe during that he he got in a bar fight. That's like okay. That that was the first thing. Like he got in a fight in a bar or something, and people were like, "This Love is it. this isn't the only sus thing he does." So like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So I I guess I does, and this is a serious question to you in the chat. Like, does he play soccer again? I, I feel like again, one twenty is so young. Two, these things, I feel like, I, don't, I feel like more often than not, they just end up kind of going away, like either settlement. And I don't say that's a bad thing. Like it's whatever the wh- whoever's making the allegations, whatever they want. If they want to settle, then whatever. Yeah, um, they want to take it to court. And but uh, you know, if they don't want to relive that, I get that too. So yeah, I, but it's like, does he play again? Like, does he get a slap on the wrist? Have they? I know they suspended him. Did they? They didn't cut him though, did they? Um, did they cut him? No, I believe he's just suspended. Yeah, like people are saying. Yeah, I think he. I think he. Like again, not even just in general knowing how these things work. He's that young and he's that good. Crimes like these generally just like I just I just can't get over Derrick Rose uh, in a sexual assault trial and then after after he beat it, taking the jurors were asking to take pictures with him. Like that's the type of. That's type of justice that we're asking people to yeah. put their lives, like put their the lives into the hands of the people that are going to take pictures with I, the guy that was on trial. Um, I feel like I feel like in Europe they'll just send him out of Britain. They'll send him to a different European country, and like, like teams in Italy, like they won't care. Like teams in Italy have racist racist fans in the stands, and they don't care. So like, right. I mean that's just how that's just how soccer is, you know. That's what I'm looking now. Like I'm seeing Anthony says he'll probably go to play in the Russian league. Uh, Chris says he'll go to a different country. Dre says, "How do you even justify playing him though?" It's just I just teams don't, I don't care. Know, it, they don't. They care. just don't. They just don't care, man. And it's it stinks and it's that's just if he can still play, which again he's tw- if he was 34, this is probably like yeah he's probably never not playing again um he's 20 and again on the right trajectory from what i'm hearing they just don't care or it'll be like a 
you know, well, everything was exhausted, whether it settles out or whether whatever we felt we did our research, we felt it was comfortable X, Y, Z. He could be an asset to our team. Yep. And I feel like he's back. Like, And again, it's like, is that right or wrong? Because I don't know if there was, if it only went to, I don't either settlement or if it even went that far. And who is it to say? And it's like, well, if we don't play him, somebody will. It was like the Kareem Hunt. I don't understand why the Chiefs cut Kareem Hunt. It's like, you have Tyreek. Like, you clearly don't care about, right? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like and they cut him, and two months later, the Browns signed him. And he's just been with the Browns since. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, if it's me, I'm not letting it anywhere near my team, but I'm not the owner. I mean. that's And it, it only takes one, man. And, like, it only takes one, like, hey, man, I mean. Do we know that was him on that tape for sure? You only need one of those guys and, to I be mean, like, I mean, he's 22. He's it. Yeah. And in, in in soccer, it's so international that some of the owners are just as evil people, you know? like I think we see, like, again, with the Al campaigns, with this yeah. stuff going, like, like, that's where it's like it all links. So yep. it's like, why, how could you put someone uh, on the field? It's like, because they doing, I won't say as bad shit, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, listen, hey, what can you do? I do some bad shit. He does some bad shit. Yep. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't matter on the whole, right? Like, I, I don't, again, it's another one of those things, like, I, I <laughs> there's no, like, I wish I had a cute bow to wrap on this, but it's a thing where, like, if you're a teammate and you, it's like, you don't, you don't choose who they sign. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a kid, uh, we'll, we'll go to break here in a second. Um, a couple years ago, he was a really great college pitcher. I can't remember his name. And it came out that he, I don't know, when he was a minor, he had also like sexually assaulted his either like younger cousin or niece. And the only way it came out was because he had to like file register i think register as an offender in the state of washington state i think and he like missed the deadline once he missed the deadline it became public knowledge once it became public knowledge it was like hey you got this guy on your team that pled guilty for this but he was like pitcher of the year yeah like like he wasn't just a guy he was like the I think they might have won the World Series, the College World Series. Mm-hmm. I want does anybody? Yeah, it was the Oregon, maybe not Oregon State, Oregon State. Thank you, Griffin. Um, and yeah, Oregon State, Oregon State. Thank you guys. And he got, I think he went pro. Nobody drafted him. Luke Heimlich. Thank you, thank you, Philip. That's his name, Luke Heimlich. Nobody drafted him. And the Kansas City Royals GM either brought him in for a workout or was talking about it. And there was, it was more outrage than I, people were like, absolutely, like, absolutely not. Because he was like, hey, I mean, you know, talent's talent. And we, you know, we look, he tried to give all that him and then Holland. And people weren't with, and I don't think they signed, can you search for, I just want to see where he's at. I don't, I don't know where he's playing right now. Luke Heimlich. Doubt he's playing anywhere. I I was just so, because I was like, I thought he would end up in the league, honestly, because I was like, he's good. That's just what happens when you're that, if he was like a mid pitcher, no. He plays he in was... he plays in Mexico. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. Oh well, now he's a free agent, but he played in Mexico. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see his. They got his profile up there, or his Wikipedia or something. Yeah, collegiate pitcher of the year in 2018, and that's the whole reason why I thought I was like he'll get back in the mix. He's pitcher of the year. Um, Peter says like an unspoken agreement now that nobody will sign him 
I mean, yeah, you can't um, look past. You can't just sign a child molester, like. Yeah, well, I, that's what. Can't we have a? Can we have a spoken agree? Can we have a spoken agreement on that? Yeah, like I, I, mean, like, I feel like could, could the team owners have the spoken agreement? Um, March ninth, he reached. Okay, last place. So he's a free agent now, and even even then, like if you're in Mexico and it's like, yeah, what's this guy? This guy comes in and he's just fucking nasty. You're like, what's his? Why is he here? And you look it up, and it's like, oh, oh. Well, well, and then how you respond? Yeah, so I don't. Well, it, it's it's the leagues. He's signed for multiple leagues, and each league he signs in, the the league says we're not going to let a child molester play. So it's not like. Okay, well, it's I'll say this. Not That's for a, a lack thing. of teams wanting to get that, him. That, it's because he's a, a child molester. <laughs> like, that's... it's if, And I'm not laughing at I that, mean, of course, but it's so that the multiple... Like, somebody was like, I mean... I mean, the that, child, was like, that was like three years ago, and the owner was like, are you fucking shitting me? No! No! Yeah, I don't have a lot of rules, guys. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, people are saying a high. I mean, I don't. That's not particularly a road I want to go down. Uh, uh, every league has a story like this. That's the fucked up and part. That, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, it's not so much about the individuals that it all happens. And I don't know. It just feels like as many soccer leagues as there are in this world. This guy's gonna play professionally now. Does he get back to like Man U caliber? Hey, maybe not. But does he play professionally again? Probably. Like I. I also, I still think Henry Ruggs plays in the NFL again. So I, I don't, don't know. know about that. Listen, he's twenty two. He'll cert, like he'll do prison time or whatever. But he'll he's gonna get out of prison before he's thirty, and he ran a four two. He'll get another look, I should say. I, I, he'll sign to another roster. Will he play a regular season game? I don't. I I'm almost willing to guarantee he signs. Another roster. You, uh, you know, deal. I'm a pretty grim outlook guy, but I don't even I don't even have a grim enough so. outlook to think that anymore. Like, I don't think teams are gonna do that anymore. Like, no fan is gonna want that. Like, there's not a single fan that's gonna be like, let's get Henry Ruggs. Like, no one's dude, doing that. Dude, we're two weeks away from people being like, please put Deshaun Watson on my team. Like, they just don't care. I mean, I just you listen, I. And it's the thing. It's like I don't even know. Like if he does, if he's convicted of whatever and serves his crime, and it's like, should he be able to play again? There are people in there who didn't even, even didn't even face up for their like. You know what I'm saying? He, who am I? He's uh, going. He's getting like 20 years in jail. So I mean, I don't think he's gonna get 20. Or I don't think he does 20 years. I'll say. Well, we'll see. Where I'm, I, I, we, we have yeah, different we, we have different viewpoints of the situation because I think yeah, he's going uh, to spend a very long time in jail and never play football again. That's just my lack of faith in the NFL and the justice system more than anything. Um, but alas, that was a fun first hour. Um, some racism, some lawsuits, some bad pictures. Uh, a good first hour. Let us take a 10-minute break. We are hoping to have our first guest uh, we're hoping to have Taylor Rooks with us on the other side of the break. We're going to see if we can get that, our, our technological issues. I don't know if they're issues. We'll just see if we can get it straightened out. Have her come on. We'll have a second guest, hopefully. So stay tuned. Let's take 10. Everybody, that was a heavy, heavy first hour conversation, man. Everybody get some fresh air. I'm going to uh, do some jumping jacks or something. Uh, <laughs> so take 10. We'll meet you on the other side of that.
welcome back hour two hopefully a little bit lighter than uh hour one maybe not maybe not we have our first guest in the history of the show welcome in taylor rooks of turner no sports way. she of the let me make she of the fifth place fantasy football finish <laughs> thank you for thank you for so much for coming in how are you okay i want to say two things number one <laughs> did not know i was your first guest i am honored thank A. you b please don't do this revisionist history it's like okay listen when we went into playoffs i was third but once you lose like i, I don't change my lineup like i'm over it so i ended up being we know because i wasn't i <laughs> i wasn't trying to like it's over it's either one or bust so once i lost I, that's how i went down so please uh do not change my story thank you very much i was like because what i heard was that the season ended you were third and then the playoffs happened and you ended fifth that's what i heard that's technically but you're not tell like context is so important i mean come on big j journo like you know that you know context i is definitely important, don't, and you're, <laughs> I don't. And, you're not, and you're not giving the full story I'll never because, get I mean, I think, you know, we definitely ended regular season. I was in a better place than you. So well, also, I, mean, I can't I can't remember. I'm not saying this as a dig, but did I beat you, didn't I? I don't know if that's true. Ooh. <laughs> Let I me feel like pull that's it definitely up. not true. I, I don't like know. I genuinely don't know. Like, you I'll might say this, be that, completely look, right. Listen, listen to this, Scoop. She plays for the regular season. I play for the banners. <laughs> I, I, I play for the banners. <laughs> I mean, I think last year I took last place in my basketball league. So, I mean, <laughs> I kind of... Oh, you guys, I, I have the receipts. Ooh, okay. ooh. Please. I beat Trill week six, whopping 194 to 111. Ouch. We ain't play again. So Trill got smacked. Do we play again? No. So, I don't want to hear shit about shit. Can I cut on here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. No, you can't. I actually. Uh, I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if Tyler's cussed, but I. I have cussed. So. I oh, mean, listen. I've definitely cussed. Yeah. I mean, I've got um, a bad memory. So. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first thing. You said you had a second thing. No, no, no. The first thing was that I. Oh, okay. Have that was your first guest. Okay. I thought the third thing was uh, the history behind Sex J's name. Oh yeah, that I need to know. So. I don't know if the listeners like know the background, but honestly, they send me the link to join the show, and it's like Trill and Sexual Jumanji, and I'm just like, oh god, what am I, <laughs> what am I walking like, into? Did you get hacked? Uh... I'm like, this is not Trill. So yes, I would love to hear why your name is Sexual Jumanji. Um. Okay. So I think I think I made it in college and. My my old username was something it meant it had like bacon in it and I was like I'm a little too old for like bacon in the username and sure I couldn't come up with anything so I was like in a fantasy football league and one of the guys said just put sexual in front of whatever's on the TV right now <laughs> and <laughs> I was watching Jumanji and I did that and it's been that for about probably like a decade now I'd say so you're stuck so with it now, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me get this straight. So, you were too old for bacon in the username, but not too old for sexual Jumanji. 
I mean, that's a pretty mature name. I mean, that's very mature. It's mature. Like. No, I'm no, I'm with him. I think I think really. You, yeah, you age out of bacon mm-hmm. into sexual Jumanji. I think is <laughs> yep is how it works out. Uh, that is the natural progression of life. That's what they've told me since I was young. So. Exactly. Yep. Like I'd be saying, like Taylor can't. She just walk, just interview everywhere, man. That's just the, <laughs> you, you just just can't turn that off. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you the option. One, mm-hmm. I have a bone to pick with you. Two, uh-huh. what the fuck is going on with this Brian, Brian Flores stuff? Or three, yeah. guest choice. You could choose whatever whatever you'd like to talk about. Oh, I mean, if we have time to to hit both, I'm I'm fine with that. It's really up to you. Um, okay, just, I don't just know your what initial the fuck thought. is going on with the Brian Flores situation. It's wild. Um, Seven a.m. was too early for me to wake up and watch that interview, so I've only no. seen some of it. I, um, uh, no, I'll never watch the interview. <laughs> yeah, but I did think it was interesting how so on there they talk about. When he received that text, I guess he spoke to his lawyers and they like immediately knew they were going to take some sort of action. So like this has really been on his mind for that. They had reached out to CBS like after that text was sent from Belichick. Um, So it was it was clearly something that he feels is important. He understands what this means for his career or potentially lack thereof. Um, But I did a video about this yesterday that one time I recommend Oh, thank you, thank you. One time my friend Logan, she said to me, she was like, you know, when things happen, we turn the man into a mountain. And so it's like, we are making Brian Flores the story when really the story is that there is a race problem in the NFL. And so he is just like a symptom of this disease that is already existing. And I think that if we focus too much on the minutia of this report and Belichick's text and the yacht and the $100,000 lose a game, which you get it too. Um, I'm just like, we're going to not focus on the fact that there are things that need to be done. And the right. issue is what needs to stay in the forefront and not so much like the messenger being Brian. He's talking about something that has lasted and been going on for years um, right. since the inception of the league, really since like the inception of America. Um, so I just want the world, to man, really, like the, the whole world, world really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just like, I want all, you know, conversations to really be based in the fact that there's a one black head coach in a league that has 70% black players. Like that right. is really what needs to be changed and rectified. And we need to put all the pressure on the people that make those decisions. Um, and that's, so that's kind of what I take from the entire situation. So what do you make, like what becomes of the Rooney rule, which I do think was instituted You'd like to hope with good faith, yeah. But it is clearly not being in practice has not been used in good faith. So yeah. it's like what? And I remember I think it was last year Hugh Jackson has suggested like it's ba- basically bribery, like draft compensation. You get to move up and down if you hire or interview or whatever minority coach. And I don't know any other way that this gets like it. Uh, you talked about the interview, Brian Flores. He said something this morning to the effect of, "We got to change like the hearts and minds of these owners." And it's like Brian, baby, no, like that's not. Yeah, it's like we've tried. It's, it's, listen, yeah. at Martin, Matt, like they tr- people tried. Uh, I don't know what he's gonna say that they didn't. It would just been pointed out, and I just don't know like where it go. Like I don't. Do you think he get? Does he get a job this cycle? Like what's his future? I mean, I hope so. Um, 
it's so crazy to think that we're all so cognizant of the fact that him speaking about out about being wronged means he's done. <laughs> when really it's like when he might not like, be when, when he's right. It's speaking right. out about being wrong when he's right and he's yeah. done. Like and you know, growing up, you know, parents teach their children to speak up if something is not right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right. so now when you see like somebody doing that and you know the consequence is like career exile it's just it's so interesting when we pick and choose speaking up and standing up for ourselves and what that means for our our lives and in a broader sense um obviously i hope he gets a coaching job that's my hope you know i i Mm -hmm. don't i don't want him to like i don't want this to be the thing that is the end for him um although in many ways it, it could absolutely be a beginning for him you know this is we say bombshell a lot, but yesterday was like legitimately a bombshell. Like the amount yeah. of things that are yeah. in that document, the way like sports internet stopped. Um, it's, and I don't think this is the end of it. Uh, it can't be. It, yeah. it can be. Like the dolphin, we were talking about in the first hour. If there's some truth to these claims that he was paying a coach to lose, yeah. he can't keep that team, right? Like that's, that's, that, no. Like, there's no way. And as yeah. uh, Sex J found out, which I didn't know, maybe you knew, was it Dre- No, Action Network. Action like, Network. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is like part owner of like the Action Network. So he's like in with the books. And so it's like. That's like federal. That, yeah. And so it's yeah. like he's paying to lose arranging meetings where I don't, I don't blame Brian Flores for like walking off that boat. Because if they got caught, was it going to come down on the owner? Or was it going to come down on Brian Flores? So I don't. But he was like, something don't smell right, and he bounced. But yeah, that's one I, thing about black people. We know when something a little fishy. Yeah, he was looking around, and he was like, mm. <laughs> not me, and not today. Yeah, mm. not me, and not today. He said. <laughs> so, Ross said there's going to be a, a chance interview, and he was like, I'm not going to be f- there for it. I'm gone. Yeah, no, I'm like the magic. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> number two, uh, because you're a busy woman, won't respect your time. I have a bone to no, pick no, with you. No, no, you're fine. Okay, I'm ve- I'm <laughs> very excited to like see what this bone is. I like running through everything I've ever done in my life. Sex J, do you watch The Wire? Are you a Wire guy? Um, I think a couple episodes, but I haven't like s- sat down for it. No. Okay. Okay. Ta- just true or false, Taylor? You like season two of The Wire? Okay, is this the bone? Like, this do I like bone. season two of The Wire? Yes. Is it my like? It's not my favorite season, but it's a necessary season. The writer Why? said that they, the writer said, season two had to show people that this was bigger than just like the hood of Baltimore. Like that this, this, these drugs. It's not just about this one place. It's something that is bigger than this one place. And you wouldn't know that nor understand that if they focused on just. Black people in Baltimore and the cops. Like when you really look back on it, it would have kind of been fucked up if there was no season two, because drugs come from somewhere. That's my whole. We needed a whole season to know that they wasn't growing heroin in Baltimore. You thought they were just yes. growing it like plants, yeah, growing off a tree. I feel like it could have got a couple episodes. I will say the one, literally the one redeeming quality of season two, mm-hmm. my dog Frank Sabaka, a real love one. Sabaka. Frank Sabaka, Frank Sabaka, a real one. Um, he was a good man. He was a good you know, man. Um, uh, 
Michael K. Williams, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. He did like an interview about The Wire. Um, and he said he was actually really upset when season two came out because he was like, we have this hit show and you gave it to the white people. Mm. He felt like it was like a slight mm. on the work that they had done. And he's like, you know, at the end of this, like, I come in late, like, you know, but he said he then grew to understand the importance of that season. So I also okay. encourage anybody who likes The Wire, uh, Abrams wrote a really good oral history on The Wire, okay. which is like amazing at somewhere. Somewhere back there. Um, Are those real books? But it's really good. <laughs> I know. It's a backdrop. It's this a, is, yeah. This green is screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, backdrop. I, I asked that because I recently, wa- I guess it was last year, watched The Wire in its entirety for my first time. Hate, like, I got season two ranked so far below the rest of them. But I do. Even five? Five is right above it, but not. <laughs> Five and two, I think, definitely bring up the. What, yeah, what's your season rank of the five? How do you rank them? Easy, four, three, one, two, five. Okay, no, it's I get four and three. Which one was the kids? The school was that four? Okay, I think I, I think I got it three, four, one, five, two. So you really didn't like five. I was just like, it felt like they just wanted to do something with media. Like it was just like. And I think really they wanted you didn't like them coming on your block. I yeah. You know, like they wanted that that moment. Um, which I remember a lot of people had like problems with how Omar died. But it's another thing I saw the writers talk about. They're like, you know, at the end of the day, although we loved Omar as a character, Omar was just a stick up boy. Like a stick up boy doesn't have some like glamorous like yeah, he yeah, he he wasn't gonna die like parasailing. And Bermuda or some shit. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. I'll say that was. I think the most shocking moment of the show. Like that, and like so. when it, when, it, when it just. I'm trying to. If a, I mean, I feel like it's old enough. We don't have to do spoiler alert, but I'm trying like a single, just like more sh- like more like oh my god like. I mean, people were sad about Wallace. I was I was fine with that. I, I didn't mind that. Uh, <laughs> like he could have gone. What's yeah, the yeah. shocking moment? But that's, like even then, like they kind of like you kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. Right. They led him up to the room and all that. Omar just at the store. That was just legitimate. Like, oh shit. And yeah, like he's done. It's like a kid. Like it was. Yeah. It was really, really nice. Like I liked how how they did that. That. Yeah. Like it was. It was no sure. cliffhanger. It was no. Is Omar gonna make it? No, he's not. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at. I, ch- lo- no, go ahead. You, no, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm looking in the chat here, uh, people doing their rankings. I'm seeing a lot of five bringing up the rear. A lot of five. Bring- now, KG has three bringing up the rear, which is three. That is, the, is a three is the politics. Take. Yeah, politics first, then the school one, right? Three was politics. Yes. Four, yeah, okay. I think three, whichever three way is I feel like. when Stringer dies. That's three. Okay, three, my favorite then, because that was a good. Uh... I'm pr- I'm like ninety nine percent sure. I, yeah. Okay. Three and four. It's, I feel like those are my two favorite. I think in that order. Uh, but yeah, KG's got three last. That's preposterous. No. Yeah, that is incorrect. I'm here to tell you that is incorrect. Um, something that is always so funny though. So obviously, I wasn't watching The Wire as it aired, but I remember mm. my mom was like obsessed. Like I knew <laughs> right. in this hour, I couldn't disturb my mom because that's what she was doing. I remember her, you know, putting the tape in to record it. So she oh yes. Her, all those things. <laughs> um. So I decided to watch The Wire when I was in college. Okay. But 
there was always a spoiler for me in the wire because I distinctly remember one morning my mom is driving me to school and you know parents would listen to the Tom Jordan morning show mm. and 8.58 past the come, hour yeah <laughs> yes and they come on and they're like Stringer's dead and I remember it so much <laughs> so when I was watching the wire years later I'm like, I know that Stringer is going to die. Right. Because they had spent like that entire morning talking about Idris Elba and how he was why they watched and all this, you know, because it was yeah. Tom and two women. And so I'm like watching, I'm just like anticipating the moment that my man dies. You know, Bomani yeah. Jones has a very strong stance on his hate for Stringer. Very anti-Stringer. He's very... like love him, um, not as a human, like in the show, but just uh, Stringer. Um, do you? Is it's such true? a good show. It's such a good wait, show. Wait, do you love Stringer? Do you care to address these allegations? I think Stringer is like a beautiful human being. That's my thing. Like it's okay, so obvious. Right. So I liked watching Stringer on That's the funny. Wire. Um, but obviously, well, yeah. he was a problematic friend. Uh, he was business. Just, but he was uh, just trying to get out. You know, he was trying to get out. Business nigga, man. Anytime you run like them conferences, uh, you start wearing the turtlenecks, man. He knew he wasn't long for the uh, for this world. Um, <laughs> Him sitting in that classroom, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're really look, they're pushing this. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. Uh, right again, Stringer. Um, we all have that one crazy friend. We all gotta have one. Yeah, we were a forex yeah. friend. Everybody just try, <laughs> trying to get you to sell like some uh, vector knives. Uh, oh my gosh, do you remember the vector knives? Yes. Did you? Ever, did they? Someone tried to get you. With almost those? fell victim once. Like they I cut that penny in half, didn't they? Yeah. In high school, so many of my friends did it. Y'all scamming, scamming, damn. <laughs> Listen, you... we are, it's the suburbs of Atlanta. I think Atlanta and all surrounding areas is just like scammers. I was like, so... they're filthy. Was they, they were selling a vector knife school? Y'all were in on them too? Um, yeah. I vividly remember in college, um, I didn't have a job and someone came up to me and they were like, oh, do you want to make some money? And they were like talking it up and I was like, this sounds like a good deal. And then he was like, <laughs> but here's the thing, you got to sell some knives. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I know what this is. This is a scam. <laughs> and, do you have a penny on you, sir? And, they just <laughs> yeah. that, and you're like, man, that's, show a, you something. that's a hell of a knife. Um, I, I, it was pretty close. I was like, I was ready. The guy was convincing, but I, I was no. He once he bust out the knife, I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, oh Jesus! My gosh. That is he so pulled funny. out a, a, a set of steak knives. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, yeah. See, me and Str I knew, I knew Stringer died, but I never watched the show. So I was like, if I can just figure out, or like as late as I can, who Stringer is. Like I was, I was that same way for Game of Thrones. Like a Game of Thrones. I saw the. Uh, Do not the mention that of, show. It. I mean, it was a good seven seasons, and then they just completely forgot to make the final season. It never. I mean, it's weird. I don't know why HBO just never made the final season. Well, but, but of. Um, <laughs> just never, of yeah, of Tommen walking out the window. I was like, I saw that early, and so I was waiting for it. And once it happened, I was like, yeah, like DiCaprio, yo, yeah. <laughs> walk right out the window. Um, it's crazy how that show is like. It had the potential to be the greatest show of all time. And I'm not kidding you. To me, it's like it didn't exist. Like, I never think about it. It used to be all that I thought about. 
I don't think about it at all. I was talking to some friends the other day. We were talking about our shows, and obviously, like, I'm a The Wire stand, so to me, that's, like, the greatest show. But they had a good point, which is the thing that separates something like Breaking Bad from something like Sopranos or The Wire or Game of Thrones is that it ended when it was supposed to. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it had, like, that that impact for yeah. us. There's not, like, a flaw to that show. Yeah. Because they were like, this is the ending. We aren't going to ruin, like, the legacy of this show by trying to right. give you one more season. Right. And I think The Wire did that with Five. Obviously, Game of Thrones did that. The Sopranos, Ugh. when I look back at it, had so many filler episodes. I still love it. But they weren't... They, it could have been a bit more efficient. Um, yeah. But those are, obviously, those are my, my faves. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back again and talk some... I don't know, just more shows because I, yeah, let's do it. The, the wire, t- the, your season two defense was more, uh, more tempered than I thought, but it still brings up the rear for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll talk some games, uh, Game of Thrones one, the first seven seasons, because again, season eight, Dignot is people are saying in the chat there were only seven seasons, so yeah. people are tripping there. Um, you have to run, Taylor Rooks. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. What's 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 next? You just talked to Damar. That was great. People should check that out. Thank you. What's next? Um, I am taping some vodcasts in LA for Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and then you know I'm taping a bunch after that. That you know, whenever you have like an interview, you're always like you don't want to like tease it until that person is right in front of you. Right. Uh, but I will say we have some really really good guests coming up for season two. Okay. Uh, so good I'm excited deal. about that. And thank you for having me. Of Chill. course. You know I love you. I will come on anytime. Likewise. We'll have I to- got you. Pick another date. Uh, sexual Jumanji. Until next time, my friend. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> Beautiful to meet you, too. Y'all so much fun, and I hope to see you very soon. Likewise. Be safe out there. We will catch you next time. Everybody go check out Taylor Rooks. When, wait, when's season two? So, Jamar was season two premiere. So, okay. you can, okay. like... Also, I don't know if the viewers can see me on camera. I am, like, not... My cords aren't dressed or whatever. I look insane over here, but they're yes, looking at it's... the fake books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the season two started with Demar, and we'll have a bunch of episodes throughout the year to to round out that season. Hell yeah, Taylor Rooks, thank you so much. Bye guys. See, let us take a quick five. Um, guest number one down. We have guest number two coming up. Hopefully, we could check in, make sure that's good to go. So let's take a quick five. And we'll meet you on the other side of five. Welcome back. Our one and a half. Um, One guest down. Again, thank you so much to Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report for stopping through. Our second guest will be coming through momentarily. Momentarily. In the meantime, something came up yesterday. I forgot. uh, Or I guess it it, it touches back on something we talked about. If you pull up the, uh, the Rising Stars challenge news because i believe they dropped the uh we finally got some uh some names yep we got some names we talked about it last week the they're switching up the rise of stars challenge they're doing the team uh i think it's eight sophomores eight rookies for g league players which when we talked about in the chat last week like i think every i think was pretty consensus thumbs up right i feel like everybody was pretty on board with this yeah, I really liked I really liked this idea, and after seeing the rosters, we kind of called it. 
Um, yeah, I feel like we did pretty good. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I honestly, for the guys, the established players, like, we only missed, like, one or two names. I yeah, feel no, like. I feel we, we should have put something on that. Yeah, um, yeah, we should have. I wonder if there was, like, betting odds on to make the... Well, that that would have been good. I, I gotta call Stephen Ross. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, four prospects for the Ignite were the ones, we, like, Jaden Hardy, Dyson Daniels, Scoot Henderson, Marjan Bochamp. Um, and again, it's like Bochamp is projected to go 14th, Daniel 16th, Hardy 17th in this year's draft. Yep. And next year, 2023, Scoot Henderson's projected to go second overall. Yep. So we're talking like projected to be five stars. So we've got some like and and we looked at these guys' stats. They can all they can all hang. So yeah, I like mean... they're all all cooking. So we those are our G. So each team will get one of those guys. So it's like, hey, like you're you're adding a top twenty pick, like you you're not just getting a bum. If I I would I would be I want I want Scoot because he's the one that's projected to go second. I want yeah, to no, see. Yeah, Scoot is Scoot's from here, like the yeah. Atlanta area. So yeah. he's like just been here and like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be that guy, supposed to be that guy. Yeah, and I think he's gonna be the I think the first person who's doing the G League two years. I think. Okay. Because he because he's too young. Yeah. That's yeah. why he can't go in this draft because he's too young. So I think he'll be in G League next year. And I mean, if he's still projected to go second next year, you got to think things are going pretty well. Like, yeah, because so. I mean, G League these days, it's not ju- it's not guys that can't hang in the league. It's guys that are just like, oh yeah, in between a ten day contract, pretty much. You know, basically. And now, like, I think from the like Stanley Johnson, a couple other guys going from 10 day to rotation. I feel like you see like the caliber, like the G yep. league. And again, like you think these guys don't see like Scoot Henderson project to go number two next year and want to lock him up or yep. want to, you know what I'm saying? Make a name on him. Yep. And, so, and also this is a, this is a little chance for a little crew and bump shoulders a little bit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's legal. Like, yeah. The, uh, I like some early tamp. Like when <laughs> Henderson gets drafted, he's like, uh, "I'd like to request a, a trade to uh, Minnesota." Because me, yeah, me and Anthony Edwards are really good friends. Uh, uh, me, I've been talking to James Harden, and we want to go to Philadelphia <laughs> together. We're a package deal. Uh, so let me see. Yeah, scroll down. Who are the uh, the rookies and sophomores we got? Yeah. Um. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. So besides Jalen Green. Of the rookies we got are Cade Cunningham, we got Evan Mobley, Barnes, Suggs, Franz Wagner, Josh Giddy, see Mitchell, Duarte, Alpi Singun, Herb Jones, Io Desunmu. I feel like, yeah, no Kuminga. I mean, I guess you you only get so many, but um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I'd cut Davion Mitchell for Kuminga. He's just had a better year. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree there. Dave, I mean, Dave, glad, yeah. Davion Mitchell is a little buried on his depth chart, but um, yeah. So I, I mean, but outside of that, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, Desumu got in, go. Like I got Absolutely. really playing well. I'm glad yep. he got in. So I, I, soft, yeah. I got bones to pick with half the guys on this Uh-oh. lineup. Uh oh. I mean, go. I mean, Cade Cunningham. He's got two games where he, I don't even think he's hit like 15 PRA. Um, Jalen Green, he's on bust watch. He can't even score ten points. But I mean, I they think... love him. He can jump. He's gonna be in the dunk. I think that he, I think he's gonna kill the dunk contest because that guy can really jump. Now basketball playing, 
I know. I don't know. H Town every night. Uh, every night, H Town says Jalen Green bus watch grows louder. So that's what that's oh, what I know. Wow. Yep. H Town is off the train. Yep. Um, uh, Jalen mm. Suggs. He's been pretty mid lately, but I'm, I'm a last also, three he, games he, I guy. Also, I think he broke his. He come back from like a. I think a broken hand. Oh, okay. I, I'll that's give him different. a little bit. Okay. That's yeah, different. yeah. Barnes. Yeah, Barnes is legit. Mobley's legit. Franz is legit. Giddy's legit. Mm-hmm. Duarte's cooled off, but he's legit. Single. Yeah, like that's a really solid. But especially for for rookies. Yeah, that's a really um, good rookie roster. Yeah, sophomores. We've got Anthony <laughs> Edwards. We got Jaden McDaniels, Lamelo Ball, Cole Anthony, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton. Isaac Coro, Jay Sean Tate, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Desmond Bain, and Precious Achua. Um, Who's, how are we feeling about the sophomore squad? I think the sophomore squad's weaker than the rookie squad. I was gonna say, like, no, uh, yeah, no, no, uh, Manuel quickly. What's this about? Yeah, uh, and I mean, despite what I said about Cade Cunningham and that, he's better than some of the guys listed here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's I think like if you're going with the sophomore, the sophomores are star power, right? Because yeah, they, like Lamelo and Ant are probably better than anybody that the yeah, but everybody like three through whatever might go to the rookies. Yeah, I would. Uh, say I mean, Maxi so. Halliburton. Cole, I mean, I. They got some hoopers, but yeah, I mean Cole Anthony's kind of cold right now. Um, yeah, ice cold, not the good cold. But, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like not yeah. not. <laughs> um, beef stew, Isaiah Stewart. He's kind of mid. Precious Achua. Yeah, they traded fine. a lot for him. He's not really doing much. Yeah, he's well. He was. I mean, Lowry. It was. I think it was either get him or lose Lowry for nothing. Yeah. So D- did you see that play the Raptors did yesterday? They were like Which all one? they were all at the half court line, every single player. Uh-huh. And they waited until like ten seconds left in the shot clock and then just sprinted towards the basket at, together and they scored. It was No, I didn't I'm kinda surprised like more It was very strange. Shocked. It was very more. strange. I mean, hey, Nick Nurse is a tactician. I mean, the the tweet that I saw specifically said Nick Nurse is a sicko for this. So, <laughs> I mean, synonyms: tactician, sicko, <laughs> uh, one and the same. Uh, and also, I, I, it is kind of tucked in at the end. Desmond Bain, like just the sophomore, if you just Ant Lamelo, Desmond Bain, that's a pretty. Yeah, I mean, Desmond Bain's really good. Yeah, so I don't like what, what's the uh, the rookies' big three. Mobley, um, Mobley, Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I might go with the sophomores. They got they got the star power, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I would say if if the if the task if I'm looking at it as like who's more likely to drop 25 points in the game, the sophomores have several guys. And well, I mean, that's the there's going to be no defense here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I think no defense the sophomores flourish. If they're if they were playing a little harder, there's a lot of defense on the other side. Like they've got uh Herb Jones, uh Yeah, Mobley, Davion Mitchell locks up. Yeah, they Singun, yeah, they Yeah, okay, yeah, never they, mind. Yeah, uh, the rookie's gonna be here to lock up. Yeah, I'm going I mean, hey, maybe we'll play some hard defense. Things might get chippy during All Star Weekend. Oh, I will, look, <laughs> beef stew and uh Singun have to be separated. I'm I'm <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that's exactly what they like. I don't people. Nobody cares, but it's like this is it's all two buddy buddies. Skip. 
I need to. What happened to the days where uh, you don't come in our paint? Yeah, I mean, last night Bobby Portis and Montrez Harrell were in each other's faces because yeah, Trez did the the dirty foul to Giannis, and whoever was announcing the game, he was like, you know, back in the eighties, that w- they would have just kept playing ball. Now they're in each other's faces over it. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day, he could have cut him in half with a chainsaw. It would have been play on. Uh, I mean, Giannis is on the ground like broken in half, just. <laughs> Just bleeding out. It's like that's not that is not a foul, Jeff Van Gundy. Um, let's see who are our coaches here. Um, our coaches are Rick Barry, Gary Payton, okay. Isaiah Thomas, okay. and James Worthy. Okay, I know they said so they're doing one from uh, the top seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Do we have? Do we know anybody else for like the skills challenge three-point stuff yet? The only one, I saw Jalen Green confirmed. Let's look. But see. which is a good one. I feel I don't know. I just I think he's too big now. I I'll always want Zach Levine in it. I just don't think he's gonna. Ooh, this is a little weird, it. actually. Uh oh. Um, dunk contest what? roster: Jalen Toscano Green. Anderson. Yeah, and Anthony Simmons, the reigning champion, won't defend his title. So we've got Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, Top and. Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson. Cole Anthony dunk contest. When has Cole Anthony ever yeah, dunked he, a ball? I was gonna say like Obi and Jalen Green. Like Obi Toppin is like made to do dunk contests. Like that's yeah. every dunk he does, even in games, just looks like a dunk contest. Obi might break a backboard, honestly. Yeah, no. Nah, Obi and Jalen Green should be good. But yeah, when's the last? What's the last time anybody was like, Damn, man, what a sick dunk by Cole. Man, Cole Anthony. Man, did you see yet when he just threw it down on Gobert? Like, what What Cole Anthony dunk am I missing? Yeah, I mean, if, I, dude, no. Okay, you see, you two, I think the guys in chat, we got to start remembering these names. Like, the guys getting excited for Juan Toscano Anderson right now. Those, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's up with these guys. Are you guys all right? The, the JTA guy, JTA is a better pick than Cole. I would agree with that because JTA, I mean, he looks like six 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 seven and could jump. I've just never, I've seen some impressive dunks from JTA. I feel like legit, I can't think of a time I've seen Cole Anthony. I'm, okay, um, they're saying I'm a casual. I'm a casual because I don't watch Juan Toscano Anderson highlight <laughs> reels. Are you joking? Get him off your back. Look, I've 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 I watch Eddie Cur- I watch Eddie Curry highlight reels before I watch Juan Toscano Anderson. All right, come on. Matthew's sick of it. Jesus. What are, wait, oh, now I'm a casual. Yeah, no, what did I say? You're gonna lump you in. <laughs> you're gonna lump in with me now. All right, the game's a game. Um, he can yam it. Okay, okay. Maybe this is like a situation where he only touches the ball one time per game, and he does a really <laughs> sick dunk every time. Listen. That's the Gary Payton, Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton II can fly on the uh, Warriors. That's who I want to see. Yeah, I mean, who was that one guy that one year? He wasn't even on a roster. Do you remember who? Oh, uh, Mike, was it Mike Mike Flight White, I think, maybe? Oh, or? James. James James, Flight James Flight White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight White. Yeah, uh, I don't, he, he got signed to, like, a 10-day contract <laughs> to the Knicks to do the dunk contest and, like, only tried to do, like, a really, like, I don't even, <laughs> he didn't even try to do anything. He was just getting, jumping really high. <laughs> What's wild is... James, like, I think he put like not even not even kidding. He put on I think the single most impressive dunk contest I've ever seen. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, I think him and David Lee, 
and he was flying. And every single dunk contest since I've bet on him, and every single one I've lost <laughs> because I'm still going off. Of, I was like, as I, th- I was like, it was like 12 years ago. He's like 32 now. Like I'm, I'm still going off this when he was like 17. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That... Derrick Jones Jr. would have been a good. Derrick Jones Jr. can fly. Like really get up. I think he's hurt though. Also, but um, is it Gary Payton the second win already? Did I don't think maybe the G League. He didn't win no NBA one. Um, who Smitty said Cole's gonna surprise. I hope so. I like I would love for Cole Ant to get out there and just go like fifty inches. Like, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know he could jump like that. It's much more fun than we get out there and I'm like, boy, this sucks. There's <laughs> another way up. Uh. It, who do you okay? So you see the names here. Who do you think wins if you're picking? If I'm picking, give me Jalen Green, man. I'm. I think he has the exact type of like. There's a certain point. Like I, I was always surprised when Dwight won it. Like you, it feels like you mm-hmm. can be too tall. It just doesn't look as impressive. True. So Jalen Green has like the right body type. He has really good, like explosiveness. So I'm sure he can do some stuff in the air. Obi's interesting though. Because Obi, like, Obi Toppin was just made to do dunk contests. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Obi. I think he, he's going to bring the, the yam effect, you know? I don't hate, like, he, his little brother plays at Kentucky, and his brother does, like, 360s in game. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, they, like they're just kind of wired to, like, between the, they just go for the highlight, and they hit it. Like, they don't miss it, so. Yeah. I don't, I, I might have it in that order. No, I'd have one, just, oh, man, who cares if it's third? I'm, I, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Jalen Green, but Obi... Obi, Obi, been waiting for this one. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Obi. I think um, because he's going up against a lot smaller guys, it's gonna look really impressive with his power. Mm. So that's yeah, he's I'm also thinking. not that. I think he's like six eight or something like that's that's not too tall. So let me see. Yeah, did, um, didn't Cole have knee problems? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna see. I'm checking to see if we've got three point contest, and here we yeah, go. Yeah, do we? I feel like that stuff's got to be coming soon. Or skills challenge? No, nope, I don't we, like the skills. Challenge. We don't have the skills challenge or the three point contest reported yet. Um, okay. The official announcement is February eighth. So. Okay, I mean, but, so we'll have we'll have it soon. Yeah, they're and they're leaking beforehand, so. Yeah, so uh, Shams will have it by in like yeah, 10 minutes. yeah. Um. I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, AJ has a good. Uh, who would uh, who would everybody's four be? Like active NBA players. If you, my, I want Zach Levine there, and because mm-hmm. Zach Levine, I want Aaron. I think Aaron Gordon. I think he'd rather have a dunk contest championship than like an NBA championship. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm yeah. one. I'm one. Like I think he would cry if he won the second one. The first one, he'd be like, "This is cool." So Levine, Aaron Gordon. Um. Who else? Who else? Who An- else? Anthony Edwards. Yeah, give me Ant. I might keep Jalen. I really, yeah. I, I feel like he might be one of those guys, like, because he's going to have a really sick dunk contest and the Jalen Green, they'd be like, yeah, see, we told you. And then he still keeps shooting like 32%. Yeah. Oh, Ja Morant, that's a good one. Ja's a good one. See, I don't, I'll be, I don't, I don't know if this is a take. I don't think Ja would be good for a dunk contest because a lot of his stuff is like what makes it impressive. He's jumping over something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. going through the center. Or he's driving through contact, then Yeah. Dunking. Like, I mean, of course I would watch. Of course he'd be good, but... Ooh, yeah, what... Bam Adebayo, that's a good one. Bam, see, Bam, he might be too tall. I think yeah. he might be on that upper limit where it's like he's just throwing it, like, much harder than everybody else, but it doesn't look as mm-hmm. impressive. 
somebody Zion, uh, people that have played this year, buddy. Um, oh, Miles Bridges, duh, good call, Connor. Give me Miles Bridges in there, definitely. Why is he? Yeah, why is why is Miles Miles Bridges not in this? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I th- I feel like I don't know. They kind of want to get exposure to small, mm. lesser known players. I guess right. I get, yeah, like Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, they they always. I mean, the Warriors are hot. Oh no no no! You know what it is? We what? saw the money chart for the Warriors yesterday. There's a lot of money in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, That's what it is. Okay, so they got Wiggins in the All Star game. Yeah, JTA's in the dunk contest. I mean, and they're one of the most wealthy teams in the league. Listen, they're gonna. Ha- I don't. Uh, to be complete, I don't know who it's gonna be. Like, I Steph probably won't do the three. Like, he's just ice cold right now. Clay, I could see Clay doing the. Like, Clay would definitely be like, "I'm back and do the three. Wiggins is shooting like he'd probably get invited. So they'll have somebody that <laughs> he wouldn't skills do well. challenge. Skill that might be where you get Steph. There's gonna be a warrior in every. Warrior's gonna win every single event, Scoob. Dude, the the skills challenge is so dumb. I I don't like it. It's my by far my least favorite. It, it's like, so funny when the guys come up and they gotta like pass the ball through the tire, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> dude. What? Are, like, What's basically the whole thing? If, if you don't get that first like chest pass or bounce pass through the tire, just sit down. Right, if right. You, if you, if you if I get the the chest pass and you don't, you just sit down. You're not gonna catch right. like you're not gonna catch up. Uh, uh, by the I way, I don't like this. Yeah. Our guest says he will be good to go in ten minutes, uh, seven minutes from now, though. So we are good to okay. go there. Okay. So yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring him in when he's ready. Then. Um. Yeah. We won't take a br- unless. Yeah. No. We'll, we'll run it on the fly. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge uh, when we get there. We'll see yeah. how good at our jobs we all are. Hell yeah. Hard. Hard hitter points out. Uh. Pat Beverly won the skills challenge once. So I think that should tell you all you Yeah, and there's need no to know. there's no there's not really I mean there is a lot of running around in that. It is there is. Mm. Uh there's a lot of skill in that. Uh Fireman said scrap the skills challenge for three on three. Okay, yeah. If we could scrap the skills challenge, what would you replace it with? I dude, I like the slam ball idea. That's with like the trampolines, right? Listen, you're ne- that's dangerous. You're not, <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna get millionaires to come out. <laughs> Dude, imagine LeBron getting on the slam ball, just flying around. No way. Yeah, his feet just like 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 NBA Jam. Uh, oh, LeBron, come, yeah. AD comes down, his leg just flies off his body. <laughs> um, flag football tournament. <laughs> of the NBA play. I bet, yeah, we just find out Anthony Edwards. <laughs> best football player in the nba <laughs> dude, i mean dude, they should they should make a play like softball or something make a play baseball <laughs> the, the... i would love volley, volleyball yes yes volleyball, volleyball yes volleyball where everybody so it's like oh man he's six six and can jump everybody is bro i want to see an nba volleyball game i would watch i'd much rather watch that than skills challenge right right um shooting legend was that the one connor was that the one where they had um it was like NBA, WNBA legend, and they had to shoot from half court. Because I didn't mind that. I like that more than the skills challenge. I'd much rather see that. Um, Andy says drinking. I would love to see a drinking. Like you, you take a few shots, but then you got to hit like five three pointers and do a dunk. You drink a glass of wine with LeBron. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that should be the whole challenge. Like, can yeah, can you drink LeBron under the table? Yeah, like can, LeBron just. Yeah. 
No, the challenge would be: Can you finish a bottle of wine with LeBron? You gotta get just. Fit, <laughs> you gotta get to the bottom of the bottle with him. You gotta. I mean, he's and he's got the the catch is he just started reading a new book today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like it's called Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> um, I saw it on Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine hey. oh, LeBron doing a Joe Rogan turn, please. Oh my God, I. He's like, man, I saw how you give, you know, you talk to a people like us a platform, man. <laughs> so I gotta, uh, no, nah, that'd be awful, awful. I said, yeah, shooting stars. I'm trying to bat spin relay. That be where they yeah, gotta like spin around on their head uh, <laughs> on the bat and then get up and do some drunk softball. A sheesh off. That'd be pretty good. Uh, trade machine challenge, freestyle rap. Con- I, I watch a freestyle rap contest. Um, can you pretend to read as many books as LeBron? Challenge. <laughs> um, I don't. I feel like there's just the skills. I don't know. It just feels so like, what if we have we'll have them dribble, pass, shoot, and we'll have it sponsored by Mountain Dew and and everyone who. It was like never played a basket, never touched a basketball. I was like, yes, people will like that. Uh, <laughs> that that's the best idea that I've ever heard in my life. Yes, they'll pass it through a, a circular hoop. Um, he, I, horse, I still can't believe. I don't know. They like they keep kind of tinkering with horse. It never quite works. Mm-hmm. But Rondo was like going toe to toe with Kevin Durant when they did. Like it's just one of those like in a controlled setting. NBA players can shoot from everywhere. True, um, true. Let's see. Players uh, versus average fans. I watch, Yeah, you get to come out and try to score on Harrison Barnes. I will watch that. Uh, NBA combine drills, but with veterans. Water polo. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can see water polo. I can, we just find out that uh, Bismack Biombo is just so good at water polo. He's just the, the greatest keeper. They get signed <laughs> to the Olympics off of it. But this man quit the NBA uh, <laughs> to have a successful water polo venture. Ooh, dodgeball! Dodgeball would be awesome. Dodgeball would be a foot race. Foot <laughs> race is kind of like I, just De'Aaron Fox and John Morant just running as fast as they could. Make them do like a like the the amazing the amazing race like the TV show. You have to Ooh. make them get from like oh like they have to get from their respective city to the All Star game faster than the other guys, and they uh, they, they only, can't use planes. Yep, and they can't use planes, and they only get two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Uh, <laughs> just. To- just watch like I need a veteran that's just made like like Carmelo Anthony trying to figure out how to get somewhere like two hundred fifty dollars. He's like, how much does gas cost? <laughs> yeah, imagine- gas cost two hundred fifty dollars. Is that how much? Is that how much a tank of gas costs? Yeah, like imagine James Harden trying to. Okay, I only got two fifty. I I can't go any higher. Two fifty. Can you give me yeah, from just- L.A. to Cleveland? Or not L.A. Um, Brooklyn to Cleveland. Yeah, they're like, James, it's like 14 hours. He's like, <laughs> I don't know what time it is. Here you go. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Bar- they already did, they did the foot race. Uh, him and Dick Bavetta, where they kissed on the lips um, for some reason. Uh, A cooking what? competition. 
cooking competition. <laughs> uh, no way these guys can cook. No way. No, not a fashion. Oh, fashion show would get catty. Ooh, would get catty. There'd be like some Kuzma drama. Comes Kuzma comes in. Russ comes in. LeBron's got some type of attache case. Uh, the the challenge where they stay in the pitch black soundproof. How long do you think LeBron James would last in like a soundproof? Uh, um, that hundred k room. Like not even maybe two hours, (laughs) probably two hours. I think he lasts like thirty minutes. I he'd get bored pretty quickly. He one hundred percent would. Um, I guess is Colin ready? Um. Yeah, he's on Discord. Maybe we should take a little five minute break. Okay. R- rank All right. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will get that together. Coming back, we'll be with Colin Davy of Betscope. He, I'm hoping he can tell me why I'm just so terrible at game of skills. Like he is literally, he was put on earth to figure out why I am just so bad at this. Um. So, give us five minutes. We're gonna get that straightened out. Catch us on the other side with Colin Davey of Betscope. Welcome back, Hour 3. We've got our second guest here. Without any further ado, we will uh, bring him in, hopefully finish the conversation we were just having. We've got Colin Davey here. Oh, oh, I got the wrong Betscope. tab open. Oh, there on. we go. We are good. There, there we okay. go. Yeah, you, Boom. The people, the people almost saw how the sausage was made. Boom. It was close. There we go. <laughs> close. Um, Colin Davey of Betscope, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm feeling worse for you guys because <laughs> apparently the powers that be decided that you need a math nerd on the show. I feel like one of those TV sitcom characters that is forced on you by like network executives. No, uh, listen, it completely it, crash it. Not at all. It's really only when Jam Jam's just our math nerd uh, <laughs> most of the time. So yeah, so when Jam's out, you can come in. Um, now you were telling what the. I, I, the Tell the people why why you're the math nerd. No, much appreciated. So um, <laughs> I've been uh, in data and sports betting of some kind for pretty much almost a decade. Um, I've done a couple different stints at a couple different places. My claims to fame are a former director of data science at the Action Network. If you have ever seen the bet win probability graph at the bottom of that, that is mine. Um, I would consider myself a D-list celebrity in the sports analytics world my claim to fame is uh i am a two-time winner of the hackathon at the sloan sports analytics conference uh appeared twice retired twice or won twice i have nothing left to prove so went out on top no regrets there uh and uh you know i think the you know originally i'm guessing the producers wanted like an actual cool math nerd like a james holzauer uh, I think you guys got store brand James Holzhauer. He is one, <laughs> you know, he's won Shepherdy 38 times. I have only Jesus won Christ. once. Hey, uh, that's that's huge though. That's you, awesome. You got me dude. and school combined, me and school got one, but look, I won I won that HQ trivia on the phone one time. That's my claim to fame. So hey, you yeah, got you so, got me uh, fairly. You fairly got me. <laughs> wait, so how I, uh, uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go. No, I mean, like, it, it, it all counts as something. I mean, like, I, I have a whole soapbox speech, and I honestly could have not asked for a better training for being up on a Jeopardy stage than to be immersed in uh, sports betting for over a decade. Because, like, when you have to bet everything you have on a daily double to stay alive, 
unless you are well versed in the dark arts of gambling, that will wreck people really quick. Yeah, so I could have no, not. That could, asked that, that could break education. any man or woman. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine when they ask how much you want to put on it. You're like, ah, I don't know, but hey, you're like, boom, I know exactly what I want to put. Yeah, I'm, I'd be like, ah, fifty cents. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the, one of the fun things that you kind of see how the sausage is made um, on the second daily double I got. I think I was up on stage like doing live calculations on how much I want to bet for something like you know fifteen seconds. They cut it down to two to make it seem instant. So uh, don't worry. Okay. I am way uh, less of, uh, I don't know, a mentat than you might Okay. No, I got you. See, nah, man. You should have lied and went the other way. You were like, man, I had it instantly, but they really, <laughs> they showed me thinking. That was that was footage of me during the commercial break. It wasn't me thinking at all. I already knew. Uh, apparently, so, the theme of this show already is showing how the sausage is made on all of these yeah, things. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, wait, so hack, what is Hackathon? I feel like I, w- with the name Hackathon, I feel like I got a gist. But what the, as a two-time winner, what the, what is that? So, you know, the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference is the, the gathering of all the Moneyball nerds at MIT every single year. Uh, it's Daryl Morey's brainchild. Like, he, um, he's been sponsoring it for, like, over 12 years now. And he just got, now it's his kind of vacation thing. To he's like a rock star animation. in that world, oh, right? he, Oh, he is, yeah. He's I like... Actually, yeah, I uh, the the second t- I actually have a picture of me getting the trophy from him at both times, and the oh, wow. uh, the second time I was feeling myself maybe a little bit too much because I straight up asked him like, uh, so next year can you just give me like a wrestling championship belt that I can just like flex <laughs> off of? Um, but yeah, the conference is you know a, a bunch of math nerds get together or sports math nerds get together mm. and talk sports math nerd stuff, and a couple I think like this is the eighth year they've been doing it now. They've started a data competition at the start of the conference where the theme is different every year. The first year it was ESPN just opened up their play-by-play data set for football, you know, where they have interns Mm -hmm. watching every single game and they just tag it with 50 different things. They just said, here's the data set. Go show us something interesting. Uh, The next year was they had some- Wait, what did you show? Um, I looked at whether or not having a simple or complex playbook is better or worse for your offense? Because uh, I had done similar stuff in college. Uh, and this is back in like 2014, 2015, um, when it was still like Peyton Manning and Tony Romo playing. Uh, right. And they were actually the kind of examples. Because remember back in those days, Peyton went, ran everything out of a, like a one back three wide shotgun right. formation and just yeah. did his like flapping his arms at the out, like an albatross at the line thing and figured yeah. it out from there. He spoke Gaelic um, at the line. <laughs> yeah, just audibles all day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and he had great success with that. But just as more interestingly, like you'd have like the Tony Romo and Ben Roethlisberger offenses were a far more diverse playbook and they also had success too. So the conclusion there was like, you can do, I mean, it more than anything, like the complexity of your playbook doesn't matter as much as it does fitting it to the personnel you have. Like you're not giving Kyle Orton. Wait, I could win an award for that. I knew that. <laughs> there were some, there were some charts, there was some data, there was some proving it. There was some fancy interactive stuff. So I got you. Like, I, there, I can't there, do, I can't do that part. Uh, but that's where, <laughs> that's where you come in. I could be like, listen, we need to get good players. I think that's the, as an organization, I think that's the route we should go. And well, Colin's numbers say we should also get good players. 
Well, I mean, that's the dirty secret of being a numbers guy. Like, it's more <laughs> of someone else to pass on accountability to because mm -hmm. the numbers that's right. should do this. So, like, I I am fine being a smokescreen or just like uh, a liability shield for everyone else. That's hell fine. yeah. So, would you say that like the hackathon? Do like teams use this as like a recruiting thing? Will they like scout that for their departments type thing? Uh, a lot of times they will. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes you get corporate sponsors that like they'll like most hackathons in all honesty are basically just one giant intellectual property harvesting of mm. like let's try to get a bunch of other people to give us good ideas and then we'll just run with it yeah um when espn started doing their some of their player tracking data stuff that was actually my second hackathon win uh looking at player mm. tracking data in a chipped up high school uh all-star football game uh and just like here's some player tracking data kind of like uh you know they have an nba with all of the like the on-court stuff mm -hmm. and then like it's like here's a data hour, set. like acceleration or like what type of all of that yeah program. they just basically like you know map the football field as a 2d grid and they just have everyone's location at every single time and they just say like here's mm -hmm. the raw data do something with it and i don't know if it's a coincidence or not but a lot of what I had in my presentation mysteriously made its way into ESPN's player tracking data metrics on their football page like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Knowing that that is the deal, I would still take it because what those things are great for is breaking into the industry if yep. you're a complete outsider. True. When I was doing like some of the stuff, like in my previous job, I was an energy engineer crawling around boiler rooms in the Midwest doing efficiency studies. And there is no reason fun. for anyone in this. Oh yeah, I um, one, one of these days I'll tell you all about like trawling around Kentucky prisons and being confused for a federal agent. The job site visits uh, can get as interesting as they want. I think wow. we've all been there, you know what I mean? Boomst <laughs> like, among us. Yeah. Um, but the deal with those hackathons is you trade like the your trade-off is you give someone else an idea to run with and in exchange people know who you are afterwards and that's the point of it and i would take that trade every single time it seems like yeah. a fair trade i mean when you see your own thing in it you can be like i, I know what you did there i know that that yeah. was me that, literally that, yeah that was like me. i i know that's me so <laughs> did, I know did, did they try to, to like there. did they try to like tweak it at all like because no people try like you know, they you get a tweet taken and people try to like tweet. It's like, no, you ruined it. But they try to like tweak it. It's like, okay, we're not going to call it player acceleration rate. We're going to call it the rate of acceleration no, via honestly, player. <laughs> no, there was none of that. I mean, the other okay. thing that about those hackathons is like, there's not, a, I mean, they actually only give you 90 seconds to present like a Jesus six Christ. hour like oh, second. And uh, you have to get really good at condensing a lot into a little. And they do that on purpose uh, to make it as right. hard as possible. Simulate right, the elevator right. pitch. Like if mm -hmm. you run into Daryl Morey in the halls, like which you inevitably will, you don't want like he doesn't have time. Yeah, right. You're just like, you, this is my time. best idea. I want you to steal. <laughs> yep. And he's, exactly. and he's like, make, hey, make it quick, boy. Uh, <laughs> the game yeah, is the game, like, man. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It, that's exactly it. So, so then you, now, now you work with, um, you work in gambling. You got the, the, you just launched the new games of skill, games of skill, games of skill, games of skill, but uh, it absolutely is a game of skill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just launched the, just launched the new site. Uh, that's bet scope. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. So, um, bet scope is a set of bet sports betting tools that, 
I built to capitalize on basically like what drives the most successful habits of sports bettors. And that is not necessarily being a wizard at predicting what's going to happen. I think there's kind of a little bit of myth that pro sports bettors like have a crystal ball that they can see some divine outcome that everyone else has. That's definitely what I think it is. Mm-hmm. No, we'll get it to is that, a, I, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and to be clear, there is a component about predicting what's going to happen. You do For have sure. to predict better For than sure. whatever your given sports book says, but it's mostly a series of grinding out spots where if you think something is 67% and the price listed says it's at 60%, it's just hitting those opportunities over and over and over again and grinding out something like, you know, on average, a two to three percent return on investment for every dollar that you bet. And hitting single, <clears throat> just single after single, and they they add up. No, yeah. that's exactly it. And you know, in particular, Interesting. The, biggest thing, the biggest thing that separates their ability is not their crystal ball to predict what's gonna happen. Mm. It's knowing exactly what price they would bet any side at for any you know proposition. They will take any side of the bet as long as they're getting the right price. And can you give me an example that, of that? Just like a Yeah, absolutely. So like I mean like take any game that you have tonight. Like even on looking at Bescope now. Like the Yeah, what do um, we have uh, you know, going on tonight? Yeah. So actually you can kind of see exactly what it looks like. So if you go up to the games up there, you'll see the uh, you know the like take the first one you see, the Wizard Sixers. Right. Mm -hmm. You have there's all these different things that you can bet on on a game like the spread, the total, the money line, their player props, which, you know, everyone who's looking at underdog is definitely familiar with the concept of player props. Mm -hmm. Um, You can bet on any side of these at any time you want. Uh, And the complete sports better will know exactly, you know, they will have their guess for like what things will average out to on Mm -hmm. both sides of that. And so they can back out, you know, if I am offered a better price uh, or if I'm offered the right price compared to my numbers, like I'll bet on that. But I only bet it if I'm getting the right price. And I'm guessing most people, when they're looking at sports bets, they don't really care about the price they're getting on their bet nearly as much as they should. They're listening to Mm. whoever has the hottest takes and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Like, I'll bet, you know, even take the Super Bowl. Like, oh, yeah, I'll bet Rams minus three, right? Right. The same people will probably bet Rams minus two, Rams minus four, Rams minus five, just as equally as much because, you know, I listen to my guy. He's got the right take. It doesn't really matter, like, what the price is. Right. And that's the difference between the amateur and the professional gambler is that Mm. they have very clear lines on exactly what price they will bet at and what they won't. And so introducing that price sensitivity, I'm only going to hit this when I get a favorable price, is the easiest way that you can help yourself win a lot more money and getting a sense for what is a good price and what is a fair price for the thing I want to bet on. Okay, so what we're looking at now, we're looking at Sixers, Wizards. Can you help me make some games of skill right now? Because I'm awful at this. Thing. <laughs> Can you tell me? Sure. Or, or, okay, maybe you can tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, no maybe worries. You can tell so, me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, so we can go through like if you have a take on a game, mm-hmm. we can figure out exactly like how that translates into like you know oh, yes. different things you could do to try to get a little bit more money. 
spoiler alert, it may not be on underdog. So maybe I'm about to get fired in five minutes for not promoting <laughs> yeah, this you're uh, done, product. Buddy. But, you um, know, I think they gave me the go here to, to remind everyone that there are these sites called DraftKings and FanDuel that you can also bet on money. Like, I never I heard of people them. Might, yeah, I, 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 I hate to have ruined the surprise for all of the <laughs> listeners here. Um, but, I mean, you, if you're gonna talk about like off sea, offshore betting stuff, man, I, I don't really get my I don't really get my hands dirty uh, with that. Um, it, it, no, and that actually is a good point. Uh, for the record, none all of the sites that we're linking to on BetScope are all firmly onshore. We're not supporting offshore yet. Maybe you will, but this is all legal operations only. So let's Definitely. go through an example here, and let's take a look at. Um, let's click on Tobias Harris's rebounds. Okay. Right? So right now you may notice at the top that there's a green bar noted like on uh, on some of those cases, right? Mm -hmm. That's indicator that's an indicator that there are very different prices offered on both sides of that bet at different sports books. And so okay. one of the most common habits that every successful better will do is uh, go through what they call line shopping. Finding going through all of the different books and seeing for the same bet that they're all, that's offered, what is the price on both sides of this? Uh, right. the, the slang term for it is having outs. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guiding principles of successful sports betting is having active accounts at every single place possible that will take your bet. And that includes underdog because, you know, the, yes, the, promo code lines for real. They, <laughs> the promo lines that they offer are a different way of getting your money down on whatever thing you think is going to happen in the game. Even if it's comparing to someone else, like they have a line and they have a price and it's a form of, you know, different stats. But looking at Harris's rebounds, you know, you can get mm -hmm. very different prices on both sides of Tobias Harris's rebounds prop. Uh, and it behooves you on no matter what side you want to be on, always being aware of the best possible price you can get across all sports books. That's a very important habit to start picking up immediately. Yeah. So what is that? Yeah, say that again for me if you can, for everybody if you can. Yeah. If you want to be, you know, a good sports better and game of skiller. Game of game of skiller. A game of skiller. You have to be religious about when you want to bet when you want to bet on a prop, always getting the best price possible. And the way you get the best price possible is to search for the best price across all different sports books. Mm -hmm. uh, to people, a lot of people getting into this, they are shocked to figure out that the prices are not all the same at DraftKings and FanDuel, William Hill, BetMGM, all these places. All of these places are running different operations. All of these places will change their prices uh, with different frequency. They'll respond to news to update their lines when you know players go out and they have to recalculate things. Some of them are quicker and better at it than others. Some of them just have different internal pricing models. And all you don't need to worry about why they have different prices. They you only do. need to worry about yeah. the fact that they just do. And right. you are doing yourself a disservice uh, by not giving yourself the best possible price at all times. Because over the long run, like boosting your winning by finding the best price by something like 5% over the long run is the difference become between being a winning player and a losing player. You're, you're not a losing player because you pick everything wrong. You're a yes, losing I am. player. Well, <laughs> yes, I am. You, you have well, seen my slips. <laughs> dude, even you over the long term, like if you are like going to be a losing player, it's not because you pick wrong. It's because they grind it out of you like a slot machine, four cents in the dollar at a time, because if you're just not picking the best price, 
Like you're just, they're just going to grind it out of you. Like it's blackjack or it's roulette mm -hmm. or trying to make it like a game of chance as much as possible. So the easiest way you can fight back is by looking for all the best prices at all that every single time. Yeah. And the, the way I apply the, something like this to underdog is you look for something that on a book, if a book is offering it at minus 159 and it's on underdog, that's the kind of thing you want to put in because it's projected to be that that juicy so that means it's more likely to hit that's just how right, i like look you, at you it. do your research across yeah. the books to make sure like okay yeah. this is tracking yep. so like I, i'll look right i'm just looking right now at joel mb 32 and a half points can we click on that yep yeah so what okay so no green there no green what does that mean right so what the green means is that there's not a huge price difference across the books. Mm -hmm. Like no matter, like there's no favorable advantage. There mm -hmm. are different colors that pop up for these different books when we identify different type of price discrepancies. Okay. Green means that um, basically like the, there's a concept called hold, which is basically, it's, it's the fancy way of saying the juice. And for props, the juice usually runs around like, you know, if you have an over under on like six and a half rebounds at minus 115 on each side, mm -hmm. the juice is around 6%. Yep. So what we'll wow. do is uh, a green indicates that if you look at the like, you know, if you combine sports books and you see that, you know, the, they're like there's a, the over and the under have a small enough juice when you could mm -hmm. like when you calculate what's called the, the synthetic hold which is basically looking at the best overprice and the best underprice and combining that okay. into your like single sports book that's a spot when the synthetic hold or the synthetic juice is basically less than one percent and so that indicates that it's a market that you might want to target because uh -huh. if you can bet into something where you're getting you know bled out maybe like one percent instead of six percent that's right. where you actually have a chance That's of breaking through and winning more often. So what yeah. was the what was the is that Maxi's assist? What's the blue? Yeah. So Maxi's right now I'm assist. Saying, yeah, five and a half assists is what I'm seeing now. So Maxi's assist when you have a blue our color coding for blue is sometimes there's a split market because what you, what you get occasionally is one book you can see here in Maxi's assist most books are offering over under four and a half, but they're heavily juicing the over four and a half. So like the real line is somewhere between four and a half and five and a half mm -hmm. assists for maxi, right? So I should take the under on five and a half. So it depends on what price you're getting. Mm -hmm. um, if you're getting, if you can get an under at five and a half, that is, you know, like even on both sides, that means they didn't juice the under enough. And That's most folks right. will try to juice the under so the enough so that you know you see by juicing you mean are, like like enticing people to take it right mm -hmm. or the other way around like you make it like oh, you make, uh, yeah so like if you um you know because if they know that um their line is over under four and a half but they're more likely to go over four than not they'll make it a worse payout like a 160 not like gotcha. minus 160 gotcha, not gotcha, minus gotcha, a 110 gotcha. and so if someone wants to do you know roughly the same line where they say minus uh, over under five and a half they're going to want to make the under five and a half pay out way less, just like they want to make the over four and a half pay out way less. So that's their way of like trying to, you know, get somewhere close enough. Cause if they have a different over under number, just they want the park. payout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They want to ballpark it. And sometimes, you. sometimes these props like don't juice their line enough. Like, let's say that, um, you know, let's say you had exactly like minus one ten for four and a half and minus five and a half and one ten for and you spotted two books that did that. 
Mm. In theory, you could actually bet both of those because, you know, like most of the time, one of those is going to hit. But like sometimes right. you can find favorable prices enough where you can you can middle that. And if Maxi hits exactly five assists, then both of those win. And so the question then becomes what price on both of those numbers makes that middle profitable? And so we will try to do all the math to figure out, like, if that's highlighted blue, at least mm. one of those sides is not, you know, priced correctly enough. They didn't, like, they didn't adjust the under five and a half or the over four and a half uh, to be, make it worthwhile. You can have similar stuff where if everyone else is, um, I don't know if we have a purple line here or not, but you'll get some other games occasionally yeah, really. <clears throat> Um, and our games dropped, and I think the Magic Pacers has one that's yep. a pretty good example. Cole, Cole Anthony's Anthony. rebounds. Yeah, there we go. Cole Anthony rebounds. Yeah. So let's take a look at our very simple rule for that game. Let's just say that the correct pricing is see how everyone else is on like under five and a half, like minus 160 yep. about. If someone was doing, you know, FanDuel's doing over four and a half, you'd expect them to also like, you know, why wouldn't they have over four and a half minus 160 just like under five and a half minus 160 mm -hmm. they're only at minus 145 then we do a lot of complicated math under the hood to spot exactly when they don't price that over well enough and so that's, that's right. kind of like a line that sticks out uh and that's like you know something that they didn't shade enough and that's a market that you might want to target so all we're doing right now is looking at when the prices between two or more sports books are far enough apart because those are the markets that you really want to target. And we'll get into- When they are far apart. Yeah, exactly. When the pricing is far uh -huh. enough apart. And like it's starting to a, come together. <laughs> yep. So the, the most important trait of all those professional bettors is that they're acutely price sensitive. And unless you have some deep math background to note, like NBA props, even if you are well-versed in this stuff, it's hard to know exactly when the line is between when like it's priced good and when it's priced bad. Yep. And that's why it's great to have a tool like Betscope to just do that math automatically. Mm -hmm. Why haven't they had you killed yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've only been out here a week. Um, there are some interesting <laughs> questions. I mean, there, there are longer conversations on why they let uh, price like these persists. You know, one of the dirty secrets about prop markets is a lot of times they intend them as a loss leader just to try to get people in the door. And so right. that's why you see, oh, by the way, you're looking at a particular interesting example right now. Like, yeah, what's an orange about? Orange dot is uh, what's known as arbitrage. Who are we looking and at there? What's uh, Jokic? Yes, Jokic PRAs. Yes. Let's see what we got on here. Arbitrage. So, Arbitrage is my favorite kind of mispricing because you literally need to know nothing about sports in order to capitalize I'm listening. On it. <laughs> so here's the basic rule is like taking a look at that. See how all of these things are, you know, there are a bunch of lines on 49 and a half, right? Hmm. Anytime that there's a plus that's bigger than a minus on the other side of it, you can bet both sides and lock in a guaranteed profit. Ooh. So, like, there are plenty of sites that will do that for you, where they just all they do is look for arbitrage situations, and they will say if you bet this amount at Sugar House and this amount at William Hill, one of those mm -hmm. bets will win, one of those bets will lose. 
but you are guaranteed to lock in a profit automatically. Now, uh, as Connor says in the chat, he said arbitrage is frowned upon, no? It is. They don't necessarily <laughs> like it when you do arbitrage. I can't imagine with, they do. <laughs> that comes with a whole other series of issues, but like, I mean, eventually, spoiler alert, if you get too good at this, like they will eventually limit your account and there right. are ways to disguise your action. But like, I think for most people, just getting you aware of price sensitivity means that like, you don't start looking for the specific angle that you want to take in a game and just like, you know, looking for the markets accordingly, you're looking for, you're looking for mispriced opportunities and arbitrage situations first, and then you can figure out where I can apply my hunches. Cause gotcha. once you start, you know, once your third eye is open on looking for the best <laughs> price at all times, then like, now you, you have you addicted to it. You got so to. Yeah. yeah. And like, you're, you're also looking for so many more different things beyond like, what's my original hunch on the game. So yes, arbitrage yeah. is frowned upon, but like it is a way to make, I mean, it is literally guaranteed money. There are, um, that's what Greg the, says. Arbitrage is one of those things that looks and sounds illegal and it's not a hundred percent not. So it's frowned upon when you're both, uh, when you're betting both sides on the same book. No, the, well, arbitrage, op yeah, uh, arbitrage opportunities only arise when you're betting different sides across yeah. two different books. They have no real way to track you if you're doing that across right. different books. They're not like colluding and sharing their information. So they can only see like exactly what you're doing. Right. Usually um, when arbitrage situations exist, mm. it's actually more beneficial because like it's usually because one side is a good bet and one side is a bad bet. And so over the long run, it's more beneficial for you just to play the side that's a good bet and okay. figuring out what it is. Uh, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. But for Jokic's like market here, just eyeballing it, it's pretty easy to see that Sugar House fucked up by leaving like a plus 109 on the under. Yeah. Because no one else is doing that. So mm -hmm. knowing nothing else, you can just bet that without yeah. having to figure out exactly what without the side is. anything else. Yeah. There are some other tools of BetScope, like where, like when you actually, you know, use a correlations engine and update stats, like there is a calculator that will do that automatically. Uh, okay. But we'll get into that, you know, when we need to. Gotcha. Um, but one of the other features, you know, as we're looking through all these pages, because uh, uh, SexJay, you pointed it out a lot, mm -hmm. is just even like when you're picking your underdog picks, incorporating like what is the market price for all of these props is just a great way to get started. And mm -hmm. you're correctly saying like, all right, well, if the, you know, the, if one of the sides is really minus, that means mm -hmm. they think it's going to be a little bit over that. All of these projections that you see here on BetScope are derived from those market prices. So instead of you having to squint mm -hmm. and being like, eh, it's minus 130, minus 140, minus 150, I think it's like something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll do the hard work of converting that into a projected average. And there is some pretty complicated math using some distributions and range of outcomes that no one wants to do, but we're doing that automatically under the hood every time the odds update every 60 seconds. Um, there are a lot of different ways to check market prices and compare them to underdog props to see, you know, does the market agree with it? Because usually up. like if you, yeah, you can get a good spot where like if underdog is a little bit slow to update their lines based on the latest market information, like if they have it as Cole Anthony's like rebounds, like implied assists or whatever, implied rebounds, implied assists, like four and a half and the mm. market always moved to five and a half. 
you definitely want to pick like Cole Anthony under or over like four and a half because they're leaving out a stale line. Just going there. Yep. Yeah. And okay. so there are a bunch of, and so there are a bunch of different ways to check like what are the market prices and all of that. I don't think any of them are very good for props because <laughs> you kind of have to eyeball it. None of them do the hard work of converting them into a single number you can look at. Mm-hmm. We right. do that at Betscope. And so I do like this format because it just takes the thinking out of you. So you can just compare underdogs props to the numbers you see for all of the stuff at Betscope. Listen, so I'll never think, Colin. Like you, you can offer to take the thinking out. I'll never think. Um, I will I gladly <laughs> engineer this thing to do all the thinking for you. That's Please, man. Um, I feel like I do have- what it's for. It's in the chat. I feel like you're a red pill guy, Colin. I mean, you, I, that do you had... know what that? Do you know what that means? Like, and not in Matrix terms, but in terms of a, it was a meme that was going around somewhat recently. And I I'm... think someone's calling me an incel, and so no. I don't know how to respond <laughs> no, to that. No, 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 that's no, not the nope. no, 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 not that. No, so not our, that pill. So our uh, our <laughs> our red pill versus blue pill is um, the red pill is. You're reborn at six years old with all the knowledge you have right now, and you can just live your life with all that knowledge. And the blue pill is ten million dollars. So uh, right now. So there's. Oh, that. Oh no, yeah. I remember that one. No, I take the ten million in a heartbeat because, like, if you really want to play that out, like, there are some problematic situations you get into. Like, what happens when, like, you're 13 and start dating people again? Like, am I criminal now? Yeah, like, that, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Also, no. you're six, and it's like, man, I sure could go for a beer. Uh, yeah, like I have to interact for 15 I, years, like. I'm a grown ass man, and all I have to do is talk to other six year olds, and I can't do shit. That yeah. sounds no. awful. And Thank I, that's, you. Okay. The num- that is okay, the I'm bad glad, place. I'm, I'm glad the numbers support us. And I mean, Colin, Colin's a money man. He's going to take that 10 million, and that 10 million is going to be 100 million if you give him that. You better be careful with that 10 million. Yeah, I can buy a new life. Like, but at that point, like, For oh sure. yeah, I'm old and decrepit. Like, whatever. I'm bank. Just park it in like an ETF, and I'll be able to buy my cyber limbs in no time. Andrew said he had uh, you're just teaching other fifth graders about arbitrage uh, and, uh, and recess. <laughs> and now the thing is, if you see bulls minus three, uh, <laughs> I don't know. In I, fairness, like I can yeah. think of no cooler way to get kicked out of middle school than running an illicit gambling ring. It's way yeah. cooler than anything I've well, it's, it's one of those. Grade. One day you get like in the TV show of it. It's the principal like dropping you off, saying you're kicked out, and as soon as the door closes, it knocks again. And it's the mob. They want you to come work for them. They got some work for <laughs> you. Uh, they want you polishing uh, shoes down at the at the old bar as a way to get you on that side of uh, of, the, of the game. We, we, I really like this Goodfellas reboot. All my life, as far <laughs> as I remember, I all I wanted to be was a reincarnated six year old. That's right. Yeah, that's. I, we heard I can't believe anyone would ever choose the red pill. No, that, like, no, that's straight up insane. You're like you're glossing over how much your life sucks as a six year old when you don't that, know anything. That was that was my whole point. That was like our whole thing. It's like I don't think one. You, it's been too long since you've been six, which I get. Was like if you have any like six year old like in your family or anything, it's like man, they gotta go to bed or like they gotta drink milk whatever every day. Like you don't get to do shit. <laughs> and you you can do shit for the it's like okay but one day i'm gonna buy starbucks it's like <laughs> okay no like even if you pick every single super bowl right like great like you you do through all of, you have a 20 years of shitty existence to end up with 50 million instead of 10 million is your quality of life really that much different like, no that's nope. yeah now uh 
Yeah, I just said the red pill guy is still talking about the girl that got away in eighth grade. I was like, anybody took the red pills, like y'all, y'all want to go back and try to be cool. Yeah. If yep. you knew how to be cool, you'd have been cool the first time. So exactly. I, I feel like I feel like you're still not gonna have. I feel, everybody thinks I feel like they would get back. It's like, oh, okay, this happens. I know the perfect thing to say. You get back, you freeze up again, stupid. You're six. You're six years old. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think that's being leaned on heavily enough. That you were in literal kindergarten, you have to go back and it's like, this is a triangle, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna hit. I mean, <laughs> but then that th- they they would say to that, oh, I'll just drop out of school. I'm smart enough to get yeah, by. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll take I'll take the GED at six. Six. <laughs> like, no, you don't want that Doogie Hauser life either. Like the second that you like get to be that weird prodigy stuff, then like you're, yeah. you're plucked out and you're, you're a weird. lab rat forever. Like, yeah. Weird. Like, no hoes. No. Yep. Nobody wants to. You ain't have no hoes. <laughs> Doogie Hauser didn't have no hoes. Um, no. No. There yeah. was a there was a dude in my high school who graduated at fourteen, and his life sucked because he was wow. a fourteen year old hanging out with eighteen year olds. Imagining like going like even further back, and you just have to be that like among just like walking amongst <laughs> actual giants because you're not even. Yeah. Like, that's miserable. No, you'd get bullied so hard. You you, you would need yeah. like protection, like from a, a an older kid. You'd be the <laughs> ultimate know-it-all guy. Like literally, they will whoop your ass every single day. Yeah, every no single one, no day. One, no one's gonna think you're cool. They're gonna think you're a freak because you are because you're a grown-ass right. man with <laughs> a six-year-old's body. That they oh oh wow he hit Broncos plus six Ooh, he, is like, <laughs> he is so cool put him, put him back in the locker yeah <laughs> shut up nerd yeah no it's just gonna be like tell me who to bet on or like I'll fucking stuff you in a locker like you're not gonna be cool yeah. you're just gonna be exploited the whole time I remember when I got to college it was one of those it was like yeah that kid's fourteen and it was one of those like. Like nice enough kid, but it's like this just doesn't seem fun for you in any way at all. <laughs> no. Right, like even if you make some hay, it's like okay, yeah, the bell rings. You gonna come to the bar with? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You what? You go home and I don't know what fourteen. You play some video game. I probably the same shit we do now, but uh, no, it's it wouldn't be a good time. I, I won't even no. hear it. I won't. I won't hear it. Ah, uh, no. I'm 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 thrilled. Uh, to hear that you're not a red pill guy. And thank God, oh, God for that. Thank God. God no. Chad I'm tried glad, to I, disparage yeah. a good man today. No, you you beat the red pill <laughs> allegations. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I just want that, I want that soundbite out of context. Like, that's, <laughs> that's gonna be my rap. <laughs> that's your uh, yeah. That's your producer tag. Um, <laughs> Colin Day, I won't take up too much more of your time. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm gonna. I'm going to look at these numbers and pretend I know what's going on. And then I'm going to make some picks on some games of skills. What I'll oh, do. yeah. Next time we're going to, we haven't even scratched the surface, by the way, of what this thing can do. Uh, just to give you a sneak preview, anytime that you think, let's say you want to bet on any of this stuff, because you guys are going to have your hunches. You, you mm-hmm. think that number looks bullshit. Like what mm. you can do is you can lower that. You can change that in the box. Pick any prop that you want, like Ooh. make it higher or lower, any amount you want. Okay. What it will do, so what you'll do, like once you get the number that you think it really should be, you can go down to that Calculate Stats button, mm-hmm. and what it will do is, in a world in which you're right, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other diff- 
like outcomes are also going to be different. And so it'll calculate those correlated know. changes. So this is some also, butterfly effect shit. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It calculates what the hell, the man? It calculates the butterfly effect, updates mm. all the other numbers, and then pings every number you've generated against every price of every sports book and spits out all the different markets you should be attacking to exploit all of those price inefficiencies on the right. Click on any one of those numbers on the right, and it'll take you directly to the sports book where you can put down your action as soon as possible. Wow. Wow. I that's saw, actually stroke, that's that's very saw you awesome. Stroking the chin there, school. I mean, saw it, you stroking the chin. It, it, I, I'm a guy that will talk himself into anything, and I like that I can talk myself into something this way. I like that. I Absolutely. like that. I just pushed that number. I was like, okay. So what if I think Spencer Dinwiddie scores 97 points tonight? It's I like, like huh, that. No, nobody else is nobody else is on this one. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in early. So, uh, so here's the catch with that. Like, if you got a hunch and you can say Dinwiddie is going to go off, the tricky part, and this is where all it comes together, is the best way for you to win in the long mm-hmm. term is not to just look for di- the best points you get at Dinwiddie's like prop bet or points at any other market. Mm-hmm. You bet on the butterfly effect outcomes from if Dinwiddie does go off, bet on those butterfly effect outcomes at places that screwed up their pricing. Yes. And so the way to get exposure to Dinwiddie's, I, this is a lot. I know this is where it actually gets red pill matrix because yeah. like an hour oh, of simulation and all of that. But <laughs> one of the reasons we built BetScope is to have the best way to capitalize on those pricing mistakes by the sports book. You can bet your own hunches all you want, but you're better off betting your kind of core. I, Trill, I love that like term for it, the butterfly effect outcomes for the original mm. one. Betting on the butterfly effect outcomes with pricing mistakes is the best way that you're capitalizing on all of the pricing mistakes that sports that pricing mistakes that sports books make, and uh, we'll spit out and tell you exactly where you should be betting those at every single different sports book. Interesting. That's and where can the people find it? Betscope.io. Betscope.io. We do have a tutorial video up there, kind of explaining exactly how the tool works. Mm-hmm. Higher tenant for the dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. For us, uh, do, yeah. I'm the first to say no, 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 no. There's like, I am the first one to say I drop an incredibly complicated process on the world, and not necessarily great ways to explain it. So if you know people don't Same. understand it, that's my fault. And I got to do a better job of making sure that people are know how to use this thing. To now, see, I'm a, I'm on the other side of like I don't like when I step on an airplane, I don't need to understand how everything works because I understand that there are people who know how this works. Right? You, you trust the pilot knows. I what trust he's the doing. pilots. I trust <laughs> the staff. You are the pilot, and I. Let's. I was gonna say we'll have you on again if uh, like the chat is saying the people seem to like you, but we are all afraid the CIA is gonna. You know, that's fine. Well, my next, my next location will be from a Turkmenistan black site. And like, the, yeah, we, as long as they have, like, as long as, the country, yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> as long as like whatever rogue dictator nation I'm in still has working internet connection that I haven't shut it down for either like centralized protest or Bitcoin is ruining their electricity grid. <laughs> I'll be broadcasting from those places perfectly fine. Hell yeah. Colin's going to call call in from a different location every single <laughs> right. time. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like, I'm actually, uh, I'm literally 8,000 leagues under the sea. Uh, it's safe here. Um, 
No, Isn't Kyle this Davis, how that thank McAfee so actually guy got caught in Costa Rica or something like that? Like, I, yes, it sounds like yes. a great sounds like a great life guy to emulate for yep. my road betting tool that is just hitting sports books at all of its weakest points. Yep. I think that should definitely be the I like the vision the vision board uh, <laughs> for this. Uh, Colin yeah. Davy, thank you so much, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. Of course. All right, take care. You too. Take care. I gotta say, man. All right. It's- I don't. I think that's that's been my entire issue. Yeah, I've been yeah. using hunches. Hunches. I've been only. Yeah. I should have. I should have used hard data. Yeah, hard data. You need the numbers. If you don't have the numbers, you have nothing. That is what nothing. many people have been saying to us. Uh huh. Oh, wait a minute. We're seeing. Are we seeing some shenanigans? Ooh, they heard us talking about Maxius. Shen- underdog Ooh. took the. Uh, see, that's how you know they. Ooh, they heard us. They heard us. All right. We're gonna we go <laughs> talk to Colin again. He's like, uh, guys, I can't. I'm. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna be whispering the entire <laughs> time. I'm uh hiding under my bed right now. Uh, <laughs> MGM Grand is outside my door. I'll uh. I'll call you back. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to relook at some of that stuff, man. This is. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of info to take in at once. But I mean, it made a lot of sense to me. Like, it's one of the it's a thing. If you take it in, like twenty steps, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So I think he did a. Good, he's like, okay, this is one. Yep. One leads to two. That's yep. all. I was like, okay, I get that. Two leads to three. Yep. Got you. So if you follow, if you track it that way. Yep. So, yeah, it, uh, I could never, like, say it's when I was, like, uh, it makes sense when the teacher teaches you in class. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you just do that on the test. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Um, but no, I think, I think, yeah, we got Trillylytics now. We were going to have our own analytics now. That's right. Um, interesting. So, using yeah. that info, do we want to do our games of skill for today, then? Yes. I feel like a man of, uh much knowledge yeah also also would like it noted i won another game of skill last night no way i'm hot daddy i'm hot now hold on because i am absolutely i'm cursed like guys aren't even they're getting hurt and stuff for me now this is something's going on i went under for booker over for towns whiffed on both of those I went under for Giannis's assist. Of course, he had eleven. Um, under for Dinwiddie, nailed that. He is just not playing well right now. Very bad. But Wendell Carter revenge game. It was twenty six and a half uh, pra. He had thirty eight. Gary Trent over eighteen and a half. He's still thirty three points. Yep. I think he just. I think it's five straight games of thirty plus points and five threes made and it's like i think like steph harden somebody else it's four names uh, gary trent steph harden oof, i can't remember was it Kyrie? No. durant yeah durant i don't know yeah. some like elite the elite names mm-hmm. uh and now gary trent and even more important won me a game of skill so i will love gary trent forever uh, yeah i i doubted him last night <laughs> i wasn't smart <laughs> shame shame on you school <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, we got a free square today. We got a little free square for the folks. Okay, you going over? 
Um, uh, <laughs> do I think John Morant will score a point? Now, this is a really tough question. I mean, he's against... I'm gonna... I'm going to fade you. I'm going under. I don't think he does it. <laughs> let's see. He's got... Okay, let's see. Let's see. He's got 34. He's 37-34. Um, 37-34. So, I mean, hey, he's a pretty good basketball player. I'm fading it, man. No, I'm going... Oh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm taking my free score. I think we have to yeah, do... Yeah, no, give me... You got, you got to get your free... Uh, yeah, got to get your take free. Away. Do they have any Isaiah Jackson props? That's a good question. Uh no, cause they know that's a lock. Cowards. Uh, yeah, and I think what I'm doing, I'm gonna do here is I'm not. Gonna, yeah, what are you looking at? I'm. I can't fade you because you're hot right now, so I can't. That's right. I was gonna say, don't, I, don't I, do it. I can't fade. It's not working for me. So I, I think we're just gonna have to have rival cards, and I'm gonna have to see if I can get a win <laughs> here for real. Like, yeah, get out. Listen, you gotta get off the schneid, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can't miss now. So, uh, uh, Nick Moy, your free square, it should be when you go to underdog NBA pickums, it should just be at the top under special lines. Yes. Yeah. May have to update your app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Update yeah. May the have app. To, may, yep. If it's if it's not showing for you, you may have to update your app. Yep. And it will be showing up. I will be taking, yes, the over on, uh, I think he gets more than one. Call me crazy. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to say he gets you... about 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Dinwiddie. 15 and a half points. Like, again, he is just bad. I don't know. Seven points last game, 10 the game before, five the game before. Like, he's just not playing. Again, tried to be a leader. And they, I, I don't know if he hates the team. If they hate him. I think they hate him. I'm going under there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go under. I'm going under there. Oh, but I don't but know. Yeah, he, oh, this, uh, listen, I'm hot, baby. If there's ever I, a time true. you want to ride, that's if true. there's ever a time you want to ride with me. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride. Is now. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under. Oh, okay. Yeah. T- um, Beal's out. It me... hasn't mattered. A money. He's been bad without Beal. I was gonna say. I feel like he's just been bad with. Like it just. Oh, some of your picks are no longer available. Uh oh. Oh, the jaw special. What happened? Uh huh. Oh, they we... gonna change. Are we too late? They're gonna change it to like forty-eight points. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? The Jaw special has gone away. They took it from us. They said these guys were both going to win. We can't have that mm-hmm. today. Hmm. Okay, well, let me. I still want that under on Dinwiddie. I don't. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah. Uh, What else we got? Embiid. We like any. Emb- mm-hmm. Embiid's 32 and a half. Did not play last game in which they won. So he's had he like he's been on a tear and has had a night off of rest or a couple nights off rest. Oh, and yeah, in the chat, Colin Colin's Twitter ads um at ADJ baseline and yes. Betscope IO. Make sure you give a follow. Yes, please. That's my. I was looking for. I was like, I know there's something with this ad, and I didn't find. But yes, we can put those up. Yes, before they run in Colin's house and. Yes. Duct tape him. Yes. Um, I don't know if I need to give it one minute. No. <laughs> give it one minute. How about minute. that? Oh, there, it's back. It's back. Yeah, okay. We're good. We're all good. Right. Yeah, all dude, right. Dude, imagine they put it back and it said 100 points. <laughs> dude, no. They should no, do be, that. Yeah. I want to oh, take. A, that is a good booster. You take the under then. Yeah, though, that's a that's a really good booster. Oh, but, my God. It has, but it has to be one of those things like, 
as soon as they do that, everybody in the chat, we all agree to just at John Morant. It's like, hey, underdog doesn't think you can score 100 points. And he's yes. like, oh, oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, no, they shouldn't. Comes do, out firing. Don't do 100. Do, like, what's something, like, manageable, like, 50? Like, we'll get a 50-point game out of it. I'm trying to, yeah, no, like, a 50, you would, I was going to say so many people would blow their boosters. Me. I'm so many people. Dude, I'm taking um, the over. If we could taunt them enough, get them to react. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> they said you won't have, do this. Yeah, oh, man. They've 78 points? Man, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so um, I, I do know the bet scope. I mean, the bet scope says the points, the points, uh, it's, uh, was a little 14 and a half, right? Yeah, and it's looking like they kind of like the over, the over 14 and a half. The, the books do, the books do, but the books... They're like, over. but what about 15 and a half? How far over we talking? See, it's, when you go to 15 and a half, it starts climbing up, then the under does. Uh-huh. See, I just don't think, with, with how cold he is, the books... Yeah, see, I don't... I'll say this, I also don't know if I want to pair my boost with that, though. Oh, yeah, you don't... Yeah, you, you see, sometimes you don't want to root for an under with a boost, you know? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, I need some... I might... I'm, I'm thinking of Embiid 32 and a half points. Ooh. I want to see, what's that, What's everybody got? What's everybody putting their boost with? That's that's too what's much. What's everybody in the chat putting their, putting their boost? 32, it's, it's high, man. I wish it was 12. Washington, 12 they could get they could get blown out, you know? Yeah. I thought he got 29 points in, like, 22 minutes, and he just sits down. Let me see. What do I like? Yeah, I'm off that. I don't want either one of them. Ooh, LaMelo Ball playing Boston. Okay. Triple J, 23 and a half PRI. He just kind of doesn't really do a lot of other stuff. Wait, Terry Rozier used to play for the Celtics, right? Yes. Oh, it's a Terry revenge game. I'm putting the over Ter- Ooh, okay. Now, there's some... Uh, I don't think there's any love lost there. Um, uh, 27 and a half it, is PRA. It at, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's at Boston. Yeah. Ooh. You're going over? I'm going over. Ah, you've been kind of cold, but revenge. Right now, I'm going. Ch- chat's telling me to take Kyle Kuzma over 28 and a half. I saw. Uh, yeah, IB said that. I'll do He's it. There. I'll, I'll do it oh, for okay. IB. I'll do it I'll for, do it for you. Yeah, I'll ride. Look, we're riding with IB today. Um, bro, um, this does not hit. If if you break my cold streak, I'd be. Ooh, you know I'm hot right now. They don't want to talk about how hot I am. Right. Now. Okay, I'll I'll take that over. I'll say Robert Williams. Um, Robert Williams. He he always gets um a lot of rebounds, and now he's against Charlotte, who's pretty weak inside. Yeah, he's got the Mason Plumley to do with. Yeah. I feel like let's see what's I feel like Miles Bridges twenty seven and a half doesn't feel like that big of a number for just points and rebounds. Yeah, no, he no he could get close to that with just points. I, that's what I'm saying. So um I think I'll yeah, give me that Miles Bridges. I like the over there. I think I will go in on that Terry Revenge game though. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm put I'm putting Kuzma, Miles, and Terry in one. And I still, I'm saving, what do I want to put my boost with? 
I'm looking because for... I'm definitely a kid in the can. I will not save my boost for like even tomorrow. Uh, I need to use it right now. Yeah, no, I'm putting this boost in with the four way. I'm putting it is it burning in. a a full. Oh, baby! Oh, it's burning th- a hole th- in my pocket. You think I should just do three? I think I got to do four here. I got to do four. I, I mean, if you're doing a four, it's basically a three. Yeah, right? so yeah, exactly. If you, exactly. If you think Josh scores one bucket, um, exactly, exactly. Evan Mobley. Nah, boy, he screwed me last time. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm off Evan Mobley. Off. Um. Um. Hmm. 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 Ooh, Josh Giddy. No, they're pretty good at defending I mean, them. Jesus Christ, what do I need here? Oh, so Ky- Kyrie. Kyrie. Okay, I was gonna say I'll just <laughs> look at Kyrie against the Kings. He's been playing really well, man. Um, what about ooh, Patty oh Mills? Patty Mills, 14 and a half. Uh, with Kyrie playing, maybe not. Yeah, I was gonna say, if they were home, maybe. Wait, um, wait you don't, you don't, do you want to go in on Kyrie Irving, two and a half, three pointers made? What, uh, what side are you leaning? I think over. The Kings aren't very good at guarding point guards. I I lose every single three point. No, I'm staying away from. I will not do another. I said no more. I'm taking it. I'm doing it. He's gonna make three. I am going. Jokic, fifty and a half pra. That's a big number. Oh, there's Even more. The Wait. Oh, there's more. Hold on. Yeah, we got a big slate tonight. Huge wow, slate. Wow. I'm going. Okay. Denver at Utah. Oh, they still have no. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Give still no go bear. Give me. I just want the rebounds. Give me over thirteen and a half rebounds for Jokic. Okay. okay. Give me that. That's what I'm putting with my booster. Oof. Okay. Playing it safe. Playing it safe, Scoop. Ooh. Can't wait to lose. You know who I'm gonna take? I'm taking bounce, little bounce back game here. He burned me last night. I'm gonna take him. He's probable. He's probable. He's got a hip contusion. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Simons? Uh-oh. Okay. Simons. Uh-oh. I was going to say hip. The... I don't like that. Yeah, if he's got I the don't like that. bum hip, maybe not, then. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm a hard hitter. I hit these three points. I don't think I've ever hit a single one. Like, not one. Okay, I'm going to I'm go... like, yeah, oh, Steph Curry can hit nine and a half threes. <laughs> I'm going to go Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, 28 and okay. a half points, rebounds. That's, okay. That's my boy. He's going to body AD tonight. Stop this. It's. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, it's I, gonna I, you look already locked in my. It's gonna happen. Deal, I, I, you know what? I might listen back to what Colin said. Click through BetScope and then get on a little AD action after I'm Ooh. more informed. An informed game Ooh. of Skiller is a dangerous. I mean, game of exactly. You've got mm-hmm. the edge now. You've got them right mm-hmm. where you right where you want them. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to jump in with us again, get that job booster. They already, you already saw them take it down early. I locked mine in before they get any any wise ideas. Yep. Go lock that in. Underdog app. Promo code TRILL. Get your first deposit matched up to $100. Normally, I'll tell you fade with me. Now, I'm telling you to ride with me. I'm telling you to get in the back seat, man. I'm hot. I'm, I'm hot. I mean, at this point, it's it's my card you might be feeling a little testy with. But I keep going yeah, so, I keep going two and two, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, listen, you 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 take a two and two, you go five hundred, you take that all day. Yeah, yeah. You take that all day. So like yeah, yeah big show today. Uh great show wild, today. We have wild news early. Thank you to Taylor Rooks for coming on. Thank you to Colin Davy for coming on. Thank you to everyone here for just being here 
Um, yeah, let's see if we can maybe, maybe, maybe have a good day today or a good night. I know as soon as we got off here yesterday, the news the floor broke. is new. Yeah, the, like I, fifteen I was minutes like, they, later, I said they did this on purpose. Yep, yep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll wake up to something good. So we will catch you twenty-one hours from now. Look out for somebody because somebody looked out for you. And again, if you are enjoying this or if you're not, give us a thumbs up anyway. Lie to the analytics. Really stick it to Colin and his uh his type. Uh, <laughs> and we'll catch you tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.